Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders and Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL Anelson expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Grumpy. This is It's nice to be back talking just Islanders hockey. It was cool to cover, you know, the Stanley Cup finals. Um, you know, Colorado obviously has won, um, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in game six at Amelie Arena, um, but it's nice to be back talking solely Islanders hockey. A lot of Islanders news is going to start picking up, and it's going to be starting to get hot and heavy very quickly, Grump, with the NHL draft just right around the corner and trades that are being made. Yeah. You want to touch on the trades? Why not? Well, before, trade? I, before we touch on the trade, because today we're going to talk about the Kevin Fiala trade. We're going to talk about a few items um, that uh, we've been we haven't had a chance to talk about for a while. Uh, a movie that's coming out, an Islanders movie, right? A movie that's tied to the Islanders that's going to be coming out here. Uh, that that should be a good watch. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, as well again what expectations are for the Islanders and if people are starting to get a little nervous uh, with the most recent move made today. Um, before we get started, though, remember this is a twice a week Islanders based podcast that happens every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So to make so to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook. And a follow on Twitter, Grumpy Old Man. We also have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That's a podcast that happens every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is, again, a general sports podcast. We talk all things sports. We talk NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, college athletics. We talk anything and everything sports. Again, it's a hoot and a holler. And also, we have a fan favorite segment of fan fights on that channel, Grump. Yes, I love the fan fight segment. It's honestly my favorite part of the show. Um, yeah, we do a little Howard Cosell and or Jim Lampley, whoever calling the fights, and it's very interesting. I, I love fan fights. You can find the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show either in the link in the description below, or you can find it on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. You can find that as a featured page on our YouTube channel as you're watching this show on YouTube. Um, but without further ado, Grumpy, you've got uh, Kevin Fiala today, who was traded, <laughs> traded to the Los Angeles Kings, um, for a first-round pick in this year's draft, and um, defenseman oh, uh, Brock Faber, 
who was a second round pick. Um, I think it was two years ago. Uh, he's playing, I think, at the University of Michigan now. He's a defenseman um, for Kevin Fiala. Didn't seem like they gave up much in assets. You know, we were saying we're going to have to get rid of Oliver Wallstrom, first round picks, throw in Bavillier, all these things to get the piss ant. And like I'm saying, whoosh, thank God Bullet dodged on that one. I did not want him on this team. Sorry. And here's the thing. He might be a good fit for the Kings. Uh, again, one of those teams that has exactly what teams who are looking to cut salary are looking for. Draft picks and just a plethora of just about NHL-ready prospects. Young players who can step right into a lineup. That's what teams are looking for. And, you know, we don't have that. And... Uh, like I said, crisis averted. Well, well, this ant. Okay. Well, uh, you know, let's let's talk a little about it. You're right. I don't think they gave up all that much necessarily for Kevin Fiala. I think the reason why he was so cheap is because you saw the contract Kevin Fiala signed almost immediately or immediately after his rights were traded. He wound up signing a seven-year, $7.9 million a year contract. Way too much money for him. Way too much. See, so what does it what does it tell you, right? Uh, the Kings were talking with Minnesota, and they said, "Hey, let us talk to the player, see if we can get a deal done." They said, "Yes, this, these are the parameters that we're looking for." Okay, we'll make the deal. That's that's exactly, and that's why the the you know the contract was signed immediately. They already were making contract with the player. Thank God. I gotta say, thank God. Could you imagine paying this guy seven point nine million dollars a year? I'm sorry. He had two months of good hockey play. Two months. And then he pars, parlays that into a seven-year deal. Incredible. Okay, so technically it's not $7.9 million, It's $7.875 million. But uh, just for all intents and purposes, we're going to call that $7.9 million. Um, here, here's, here's the way I look at that contract. I think teams across the league, a large portion of teams maybe said – I'm not willing to pay Kevin Fiala, who had one really good season, right, which is his last year, um, you know, a seven-year, $7.9 million a year contract. You know, I, I, and I think the teams that were willing to, you look at your Ottawa Senators, you look at your teams like your Buffalo Sabres, because that was the report. Elliot Friedman say, said, hey, they expect Kevin Fiala to be traded within the next 24 hours. And everybody's like, holy shit, Kevin Fiala is going to be moved the next 24 hours. I wonder who he's going to. And he said, Ottawa and Buffalo are going to be, you know, they're the favorites at the moment. And, you know, the Kings out of left field come out and say, well, you know, we're a team that's in the rebuild process. We're a team that made the playoffs last year. We're a team that has production from our young players. We're a team that knows what it takes to win. And, you know, Kevin Fiala could say, yep, I'm a young piece. I want to be part of that core. And he could say, I, you know, I see the Kings are heading in the right direction. Perhaps the Senators and the Buffalo Sabres still aren't that, you know, headed in the right direction for his opinion. Talk about the way to do a rebuild. Los Angeles Kings absolutely knew how to do that rebuild. They kept three guys around who were veterans. Everyone else was a young player. Everyone else. They invested in draft picks years after years. They wouldn't go trade or trading them away, trying to, you know, go after a Stanley Cup. They had no shot of winning. They just didn't dump all their first round draft picks and look at how it turned out for them. I mean, that's the way you do a rebuild. Think about it. They won a Stanley Cup in what, 2014? They were in full breakdown mode in 2017. 
And by 2022, they're back in the playoffs. I mean, that's the way you do it. I mean, the Rangers did it just like that. We're on our way to being like that also. I hate to tell you, Islander fans, we are on our way. But another reason, TJ, why the Kings were a good fit, they had salary cap space. Yep. I mean, the cap only went up $1 million, which, okay, it's $1 million. But there was only a, a select number of teams that could afford to sign Kevin Fiala, particularly to a contract like that. That's a that's a massive overpay for me. I'm sorry. Hmm. Not a fan, not a fan of that contract at all. Um, and now I kind of want to talk a little bit. You know, the contract, I will say this, right, Grumpy? Let's say Kevin Fiala continues to mature and he's a guy who's giving you close to, if not a little less, but maybe at a point of game pace. You know, the contract now is going to be the worst the contract will ever be. You're getting him right now in his prime producing years as the cap continues to expand. I mean, you're going to have him through, what, 25 to 32 years old? I mean, you're going to have him throughout the prime of his career. And, you know, from from the King standpoint, I don't necessarily think, I, obviously, I think the amount that was spent to sign him for a seven-year contract is, you know, a little less than ideal. But if here's the thing. If he continues to perform or performs at a near level what he did last year, that's a good signing for them, right? I, they've got cap space. They're a team that's in the rebuild. They're getting a guy throughout the prime of his career, a guy who can be around a point of game type player for, you know, eight mil, just roughly $7.9 million a year. It's not terrible. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the player. I mean, I mean, because those are the type of contracts I like. If a guy's got talent and he's showing he can produce year after year, you know, at a high level, you're paying to lock him up, what, two, two years of unrestricted free agency. So you pay a little bit more on the front end. I've always agreed on that. And they get him through the prime of his career. I'm just not a fan of the player. That's all. Okay. I just, you know, he's had two good months where he was on fire, absolutely on fire. Other than that, he's been, you know, a 60-point guy, whatever he's been. Um, you know, I just, like I said, I'm just not a fan of his. Just not. Mm. I want to ask... A little bit about this. Now, this is a tweet that happened to be flying out there that apparently to somebody's sources, to member the media sources, the Islanders didn't even offer on Kevin Fiala. Good. They shouldn't have. Is that really the type of move that Lou Lamarillo does, though? Has he ever done that for us? I remember he went after uh, Scott Stevens. Years and years and years ago, when he signed him for the Devils, away from I think it was St. Louis at the time, um, that was you know his big move. He also let Shanahan go, and got some uh, draft picks for him. Um, but that's really not a move that he's done in recent years. Certainly not in the last fifteen or twenty. Just doesn't do that anymore. I'm glad. Maybe he was asleep. You know, when this trade was consummated, that would not be surprising, honestly. You know, as you get older, you need more rest. So perhaps he was sleeping and he didn't answer the phone. Here's the thing, though. I'm just not sure. I Maybe they didn't submit an offer. Okay, but I, here's the thing. Submitting an offer and inquiring about the player are two different things. So make sure that you're always able to distinguish those grumpy, right? Because, I mean, maybe they didn't submit an offer because when they when they had talked about, hey, what's the price on them, uh, they obviously, you know, had wanted to say, okay, what, you know, what are you and your agent wanting to sign for? And if, you know, it wasn't reasonable, maybe that just completely ruled the Islanders out of the equation. Now, I will tell you this much. 
if $7.9 million a year, let's say that was unreasonable for the Islanders to where they deemed it to where they were not going to make an offer. Um, for, for a guy who scored 85 well, points this year. Well, I was about to say, if they're, well, I'm, I'm just talking about, let's say, I'm just going to give two hypotheticals, right? They didn't offer him because either they didn't think the players of quality talent to play on the Islanders or to help improve the team or whatever, because he was cheap, right? It wasn't that they were asking for an arm and a leg and got two first round picks, Wayne Gretzky and Bobby Hull. It wasn't like they got anything ridiculous Hall back in return. It was a very doable trade regarding what you had to send away. It either means that, A, they didn't think uh, Kevin Fiala was going to help elevate the team's game and help move them in the right direction, or B, they didn't like how much money he wanted to make. So I look at this one or two ways. I think Kevin Fiala is an upgrade over certain players we have on this team. He is. He is. He definitely is. So, you know, I'll just I'll, I'll table that subject to go to number B or to go to B, the amount, right? If he says 7.9, let's just round up to $8 million, is too much to spend on a forward. We're not willing to do that. I don't know what type of top six top six caliber forward you're expecting to get for less than seven point nine or eight million dollars a year. You know what I mean? So I mean, if right, if we were let's let's pretend we're waking up on Christmas morning and we're imagining a guy like Johnny Goudreau or who had probably most one out of any of the wingers that are out there as an unrestricted free agent, or looking at a guy like um, you know a Philip Forsberg. Those guys are all going to want more than eight million dollars a year. Do I think that he thinks that Kevin Fiala is not as good as the current players we have on our team? No. Maybe maybe Lou Lamarillo feels very confident that he'll be able to sign one of these big fish free agents. I, you know, maybe that also has something to do with it. But you know, I I kind of am interested, you know, to hear your opinion on it, Grump. Well, this will be our rosturbation issue. I'm certain. It's of just, that. As, as Andy Francis said, this is our meet keeping up with the Kardashians segment of the show. I'll say ros our rosturbation issue. Uh, where we just, hey, everything's great. This is what we're going to do. None of it's going to happen. You know, the closer we get. Well, no, I'm, I'm getting... not talking about Ross I'm talking about what do you think? I do you know. think it was more the price that he wanted, or do you think it was the fact that Lou did not like the player Kevin Fiala enough to make a move for him? Which one I, do you think he probably leaned more towards? I think he's saving up his assets to trade for a left-shot defenseman, which to me – is the most important need for this team. It is because regardless of what anyone here thinks, this team, as we're uh, set up right now, defense first. Until you do a major overhaul with the guys we have on this team, we're going to have to play the same Barry Trotz style. I'm not saying you can't tweak it some, but we're an older, slower team. We're not an off-to-the-races team. So what's most important? We have to get that top four left shot defenseman. I just think that's the most important thing, honestly. And maybe that's why uh, he's keeping his powder dry looking for that. Maybe that was his first move. And maybe Minnesota was moving a little bit too fast for him when he decided, you know what, we need to make sure that we get that defenseman first and then uh, it, with a trade and then perhaps, you know, we'll try to dip our toe into free agency. I, you know, the more I think about it, we're not going to get Forsberg. He's going to cost too much money. We're not going to get Goudreau because that's who I want them to get. So <laughs> we're probably maybe we'll say Burkowski. I don't even think we're going to get Giroux. I don't even think we're going to get Giroux. I think we're probably going to get maybe a Burkowski. That'll be our big push. We'll overpay for him, and he'll bust out 
compared to what we pay for. He's not a first-line talent. Not in my opinion, he's not. He's more of a second-line guy. And, you know, we tend to over – and here's the thing. He's probably not coming here either. You know what? The more I think about it, we're going to do nothing. Josh Bailey, get ready to get your 1,000 games, 10,000 games played, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I just I, – I swear, the closer we get, whenever I see teams make moves, I'm like, well, you know what? We're not going to do anything. That was about to be my next question. When does it start becoming a time period? I, I, I'm kind of interested how the room feels, how Islander fans feel. You know how Grumpy feels, obviously, right? He didn't want Kevin Fiala. Um, but I'm interested to see how the room feel, how Islander fans feel. Now that a guy like Kevin Fiala, who seemed to be a potential, a potential pros or a potential, uh, you know, trade uh, trade candidate for the Islanders, is now off the board, are you starting to sweat a little bit? Are you starting to have some some feeling of deja vu where you think to yourself, shit, haven't we seen this again? Where every single offseason, it seems like we come up with a litany of items that they could do or moves they could make to improve the team. And at the end of the damn day, we're sit we're stuck here with, <laughs> with our hands empty. You know, when does it start kicking in where you say, Oh shit? Yeah, we're not going to address the need for another forward. We're not going to address the need for a top, you know, top six, top six forward. Because I'll tell you one thing. After watching the Stanley Cup Finals, all six of those games, we are not in the same freaking planet or solar system of Colorado or a banged up and injured Tampa Bay. We're not in the same solar system, guys. We have got a long way to go to be able to play that style, to be able to compete with a style like that. It's not like we would ever play run and gun against Colorado. We would obviously try to dictate our our, our you know style to them, but we're very far away. I'm sorry, Grump. Yeah, we don't match up with Colorado at all. Um, yeah, Tampa was banged up. Too much speed, too much athleticism from Colorado. Uh, we're not in. We're not even on the same planet as a lot of the teams that were competing for the Stanley Cup this year. We're not. We're an, we're a 1990s team playing in the 2020 NHL. Mm. Those are just facts right now. We are eventually going to have to transition away from that. And I think you're going to see that probably that transition in the next two or three years. They wanted one more kick of the can, supposedly, with this team. I don't know why. If you can't see the writing on the wall, I can't help you. Um, but I, I have to say once again that the Islanders had never signed a big-name free agent ever in their history. Andrew Ladd, who was an, a knee-jerk overpay for losing Ocposo and Franz Nielsen, that was the one guy they got. But, I mean, he was kind of cashed at that point with all the injuries that he had. We've never signed a big-name free agent. I just don't know how much that's going to change. I want to go, I want to ask you the question, because I, I kind of went on for a while. Now, when do you think Islander fans start to get that, that pit in their stomach where they start saying, oh, shit, maybe we're not going to do enough Maybe we're not going to do anything, or maybe we're not going to do enough. When does that realization, if it if it does happen, when does that start to when does that start to set in, Grumpy? Because right now, I know there are some fans who are out, maybe not a lot, maybe a small portion, that are out there saying, "Oh, that's a guy I really wanted. Maybe got paid a little more than I would have liked to pay him, but that was a guy we really wanted out there." You know, now we're now we're looking for plan, you know, option B, C, and D. In their opinion, you know, what when do you think the fans start saying, "Oh God, we're in trouble." Free agency, free agency day. If we don't make a move in the first hour, that's going to tell you something. Because the big names go in the first hour, right? 
The big guy, they, they're not around. Certainly not be by the end of day one. You know I mean, maybe two hours in, all the big names are gone. And this is actually a pretty good year for free agents. I just think, I mean, you're hearing Goudreau, uh, you know, Philadelphia or Jersey. I'm going to tell you what, I'm looking at him at Pittsburgh. They say that Malkin is far apart on a deal. And they're thinking he might not be back with Pittsburgh. Well, wouldn't that be a nice, Johnny Goudreau be a nice replacement for him? Mm. I'm just saying, Pittsburgh is not afraid to make moves and trying to win every year. I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. But they're not afraid to make a move to win. Sometimes I feel we're afraid. We're just a little timid. We don't want to really take a chance. Let's just stay status quo, maybe qualify for the playoffs. You got to remember, this is a team that didn't make the playoffs, what, for eons, right? So now, as long as you make the playoffs, the majority of the fan base is happy. Not me. But a lot of the fan base is just happy. Oh, we made Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row. Big deal. It's not winning a Stanley Cup. Mm. And like I said, we're further away now than we were six months ago. Hmm. I understand that, Grump. I just I, I look at this because I and, and and to get back to the point too, I, I just can't help this feeling. But you're going to see more individuals traded, more individuals moved, and I feel like we're going to be sitting on our hands. I do think you're right. The trade we're going to make probably is for a left-handed defenseman, and I, I'm going to venture out and say it's probably not the one we all would like. <laughs> just just knowing how things go in the past, right? You know, everything is kept quiet. Everything is kept close to the chest. You know, that's just how Lou Lamarillo is. Um, that being said, I still think, as I've said in March, we're trading away draft picks this year and maybe next year to acquire players. I firmly believe that. Is that the first? Is that the second? I don't know. We are trading away draft picks for players today. I can promise you that. That is signed, sealed, and delivered. Stamp that. See, that's a mistake. In my opinion, that's a mistake. You can't, you cannot, we're not close enough to winning a Stanley Cup. I don't care who we get. We've got William DeFore Grumpy. He's the next coming of Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Hole, and <laughs> well, it's funny because I know the Memorial Cup final is on today, and I, I didn't realize till the third period, but I am DBRing it, so I'll get a chance to watch. I'm interested. All I care is can he skate. That's all I really care about. Can he skate? The answer is he is not a very skilled skater. If you can't skate, I, I'm sorry, you're not going to make it. Not in today's NHL, you're not. There are a few a few players who get away with it, but vast majority, this is skating man's game now. It just is. I says not 1990. It's not Dave Anderchuk and Anders Lee in front of the net. I mean, you got to be able to move. And I like I said I haven't seen him skate. That's always my question. Can he skate? Yeah, he looks good as a 20-year-old playing against, you know, 17, 18-year-olds. He looks good. I mean, he can shoot the puck, but can he skate? That that's always been my thing with him. Mm. Phil Phil message. He said, "Why does Crumpy like Wally?" He said he can't skate either. Wallstrom skates better than William DeFore, okay? We're talking complete different levels. <laughs> you can have you can have a great girl. You can have a couple of those guys on your team. What's Wallstrom can really shoot the puck. That's that's his but you can't have a hundred guys like Oliver Wallstrom on your team. Can't do it. You can have one or two, but you can't have a hundred. We already have we have more than enough. More than that many too many guys like that on our team, honestly. Yeah, I, you know, with William DeFore, I, here's the thing. 
I'd be willing to listen on offers on a guy like that. If he had any value, I, I wouldn't be opposed to moving him, right? It's not, I know everybody's going to say this goes completely against the, the youth movement that you guys support. Uh, the skating is the big thing. The skating is a big thing. And and Phil said Oliver Wallstrom. Oliver Wallstrom is two years older than him. William DeFore, two years younger, should be the fastest skater out there in juniors. Because guess what? It gets the skaters are faster at the AHL and even faster in the NHL. I so think, if you're I, an average skater in juniors, you're not going to be an average skater in the AHL and then be an average skater in the NHL. You're going to be below average in the AHL and freaking borderline cement skates in the NHL. Isn't Wallstrom 21? He just turned 22. Okay. okay. I mean, here's the thing. William DeFore is 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, what you want to say, maybe they're a year and a half apart. One skating at an NHL level, not a great skater, but one's able to keep up at an NHL level. And one is an average skater at, at, at a junior level. Canadian juniors is a big difference. Yeah. And that's the only thing I worry about. If he has value and people say he put up a whole bunch of points, he's doing great. He's doing great in the Memorial Cup. It's the Memorial Cup. Exactly. Keep them. Hey, man, sometimes, you know, production of Memorial Cup might bump your draft stock or might bump your stock as a prospect a little bit. That's fine. I'm not saying trade him, but if he's the piece to getting a deal done, I'm fine with that. Why? Because he's never played in the pros. And it's not like he was a first-round draft pick. He was, what, a fifth-rounder? And I liked it when they picked him. I liked the skills. Okay, he's a kid who could shoot. He's got raw talent. I, that's those are the type of picks they need to be making in lesser rounds. But if you could get named defenseman A, B, and C for maybe a Bavillier and you know a William DeFore, then that fifth round pick has served his purpose. If that's what it takes to put you over the top, mm. not many fifth round picks make the NHL. Mm. But if he can be a viable trade chip, if he can't make the team, I mean, like I said, you got to give to get. You know, you just have to. And, you know, if they're hell-bent again on moving Bavillier, and that's, that's the type of player that other teams want. Why? Because of his age. And, they, you know, he still has upside. Nobody wants Josh Bailey. Nobody wants Anders Lee. Nobody wants Kyle Palmieri. Regardless, and this is all regardless of no trade clauses or whatever. They're guys on the wrong side of 30 who make a lot of money. Teams aren't looking for that. They want younger players who can possibly grow with a younger team. I mean, I understand it. The only team that likes to trade for those old veterans are us. What's it gotten us so far? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> We've never won anything. Yeah. A couple of playoff series. Woo-woo. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the wake-up call should have been hopefully everybody watching the Avalanche against Tampa. That's right. That was the NHL's dream series, I believe, because those were the two best teams in the NHL, right? You could say maybe Tampa wasn't all the way healthy with Braden Point playing on a torn quad, right? You're not going to be able to play great hockey. <laughs> if you're playing on a torn quad, it's going to be tough to extend your extend your strides and escape with any sort of pizzazz and oomph. Totally impressed by Tampa Bay. They have the heart of a champion. Colorado was way better than Tampa Bay at this point in time. Too many injuries for Tampa Bay. Braden Point was a huge loss for them. Um, just it, it was just Colorado's time, right? Kudos, yeah. best team won. And like I said before, if you're a Colorado, if you're a Tampa fan, you know what? No harm in losing to Colorado. Best team won. Just like when we lost to Tampa Bay, it didn't bother me when we lost to Tampa Bay. They were the better team. 
You just don't want to get teams beat by teams that are worse than you. Those are the ones that really stick in your craw. But, I mean, if you lose to a team that's vastly superior, you know what? You just got to tip your cap to, cap to them. I mean, that's what it was this year. Watch out for Toronto next year. Watch out for Toronto. I'm just going to tell you that. Watch out for Toronto next year. Toronto is not going to blow it up. They will not blow it up. Mm-hmm. They see how close they were to beating Tampa this year. I'm going to tell I, I am almost thinking that they're maybe my favorite to go to the Stanley Cup finals next year. Uh, shit, man. Rome wasn't built in a day, Grumpy. They have it. Let's let's start with them winning a freaking playoff series before you say they're my. They're, they're, now you sound like a member of the Toronto media. I said Holy they shit. could be. I said they could be. <laughs> but still, even to, even to espouse that, Grumpy, they haven't won a playoff series in what twenty years. Okay, if they knew how to win, and I think you learn that by going through tough series, not losing to Montreal in the first round. That was a tough series for them against Tampa Bay. And you learn by losing tough series like that. Don't tell me if they hadn't have beaten Tampa Bay, they wouldn't have been in the finals this year. They absolutely would have beaten Florida and they would have steamrolled the Rangers. And I'm not saying that they would have beaten Colorado, but I'll tell you what, barring injury, they would have stayed with them. They really would have. Toronto's defensive system was much better this year. I said it all year long. They looked different than in previous years. They looked more buttoned up on the back end. They just didn't know how to win at the end. You learn by losing. They're young. They're they're super talented and young. And those are the teams that tend to do well. I tell you what, it'll be miserable around here if, Tampa, if Toronto wins, though. Miserable. Really? Yeah, everyone hates Toronto, unless you're a Toronto fan. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of Canada. You love them or you hate them. <laughs> Fair enough, Crump. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, right? The, the the legacy was obviously right. I always mentioned beforehand that if if or if Tampa won three cups in a row in the cap era, it'd be more. I think it would be more. It would tougher to accomplish or more special than the Islanders four cups pre cap era. We didn't only. We don't have to worry about that anymore, Grumpy. Because what if they win three out of four? And get to the Stanley Cup Finals the other time. Okay, I would. Yeah, I'd still would go. That's more impressive okay. for Tampa. Like I said, they were seriously banged up, really banged up. Do you really think they could make it back to the finals again next year, Tampa Bay Lightning? Depends. It's on what hard they do not to the, think they're going to take a step back. Depends on what they do in the off season. McDonough sucks so bad. I I just can't see how he would even come back to rectify. He looks so bad in the finals, man. He looked they, awful. They still got the goalie. They still got. A supreme offensive talent. They got the rock on defense. Let me tell you something. And they know how to win. They traded away the next 17,000 years of first round picks for Ryan Hagel Bagel. I think they have a first round pick this year. Was that? I think they have a first rounder this year. Oh, maybe, I maybe know that. What is maybe they don't. First plus some for Ryan, for, for Ryan Hagel, which is a yeah, I don't I don't know. I read maybe, maybe I was looking at a different team. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that that's the big that's the big move, obviously, that's happened today. I, I'm not necessarily worrying. I, I will be interested to see, you know, what we are looking to do. I, I still firmly believe we will be trading away draft capital, just as I said, for a pick. Right, the NHL draft is this next Thursday, Grump. Yes, week oh, from tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. 
And this Saturday, we'll probably go over. We'll probably go over a little more in depth who we're looking at player wise, and that will be Wednesday. It will just all be draft preparation day. And as we're covering the draft live on Thursday evening, in all likelihood, the Islanders are probably going to trade from the pick because we're super prepared and we've done so much homework and we're so ready to talk about any single player that could go in that slot that they're going to trade the pick away. You watch them just to spite us. I don't. I don't. I. I just I hope they don't trade the pick. Let me just put it to you that way. You're just hurting yourself in the long run. You want to move some players? Fine. Cannot trade draft picks. Cannot trade draft picks anymore. Cannot do it. Look at the team. Let's just take a look really quickly at Tampa and at Colorado. Look how look at the look at the star players. Look at the the stud players on that Tampa Bay team. Every single okay. one of them pretty much were drafted by the Lightning. Are you, you realize we drafted by the Lightning, Kucherov drafted by the Lightning, Stamkos drafted by the Lightning, Vasilevsky drafted by the Lightning. Um, you're looking at Braden Point drafted by the Lightning. All big name guys, all drafted by the Lightning. Maybe Sergachev was the one who was traded for and acquired via trade. Andre Palat drafted by the Lightning. Same thing with Colorado. Look at Colorado's team. Beside Nashutskin, Nashutskin. I mean, pretty much every single one of those Colorado members were all drafted by the Colorado Avalanche. Same and they thing. Be, and for Nashutskin. They wound up trading when he was at low value. They traded for him, and they took a flyer on him. Don't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing trades like that. I've said that all the time. With the take a take a chance on a guy who was talented and is maybe a little bit down on his luck. You're not going to have to give up a whole lot, and maybe you catch lightning in a bottle. I mean, mm. again, the we're not close enough. I could see why Tampa was trading first round picks. Why? Because they were middle. They were in the middle of winning Stanley Cups. I understand that. Pittsburgh was doing it for years. Why? Because they were in the middle of winning Stanley Cups back-to-backs. Washington. I mean, those are teams that are true contenders. We've never been a true contender. Never been a true contender. I don't care what people say. Never been a true contender. Never won a division title. Never won a conference. Never won a cup. Got to win something to be considered a contender. I want to show you, Grumpy, kind of changing gears a little bit. I want to show you. We have a few submissions. Now, this has happened since the last time we've done like a true Islanders podcast. We got a few people wearing the merchandise, Grump, and they sent this, they they went ahead and put up some pictures of it, Grumpy. Now, do you recognize this? This man right here, Michael M. Look at him, Grump. Look at him and his Barry and the Vets shirt. I, I hate the fact that that shirt's out of style. Damn it. It was, man. That was honestly one of my favorite shirts. It still is. That, still that is my fa- that's my favorite shirt. I, I like that one best. Oh man, it's great. I always like that one. Look at the bear. And look at look at Michael. Look at Mike. Look at like he's mean mugging grumpy. You better not walk across him or look at him wrong way on the sidewalk or slap you upside the head, grump. Especially with a shirt like that on with that mean armadillo grump. You better watch out. You know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So, you know, I'm nothing but friendly to people, not like you. <laughs> mean and abusive. Good gracious. Now, this is where I need to see, start seeing a lot more of our shirts, Grumpy. Look at this. We got here Brandon Gaines. He's getting the pump on with the Maddie and the Jag shirt, Grumpy. There you go. I know that shirt's very popular in the gym. Got hey, a lot man, of questions. Sure people that. go up and ask him, like, what's that shirt? It's that freaking Maddie and the Jags, baby. So cool. Man, whew, man, look at him. 
Randy Gaines can't keep the ladies away from him. Can't keep the ladies away from him with a shirt like that on at the gym, bro. Well, I, I mean, I don't see any ladies around him, so I don't know. This is the one second he could get a moment away from okay, him. Okay, okay. I didn't, please, I, I gotta get a, please, I need to get a picture. Okay, so, I understand. Yeah, Grumpy. Come on. Come on, Grumpy. But yes, thanks for sending those in, guys. I love being able to show. When you're wearing the merchandise, you can find the merchandise and a link in the description below on the Etsy shop. You can find all the cool things. You can find one of these, a Grumpy's Groupie shirt here. On the back, it's got the little Grumpy van on it. So, yeah, um, not worried. Um, that was a target that I feel like a lot of fans were hoping, and they thought, the, you know, I, I think there was a lot of question mark as to what Kevin Fiala would be paid. Um, obviously, right, he was he was paid. He played well this year, and he was paid for it. It represented that, and I think he'll fit in well for the Kings. Right, that's a team that the Kings are they're building that you talk about a rebuild done right. When you hit on your picks like that, your rebuilds work. Yeah, see, that's a good move for them. They are just loaded with prospects. And here's the thing, he's a younger veteran, right? So he's he's gonna slot in on their first line. I don't know how he'll produce, but he'll certainly slot in on their first line to start. And you know, that's that's good for them. I mean, here, I don't know. We play a different style. I mean, certainly the defensive style is not what he's used to playing in Minnesota. Mm. We'll see. I'm just glad we don't have my I would not. I told you right away. I said, I don't want to trade assets and then have to pay the guy too. And no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Not. I don't want to double pay for somebody like that. You know, if it was, you know, Crosby in his prime or Malkin. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Not Fiala. I'm sorry. I didn't even know who the hell he was till the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? It's like you hear about players around the league. I never heard Kevin Fiala. Who the hell is that? Some little piss ant. He's the piss ant. That's what he oh, is. Grumpy. Grumpy. It's just because you're not very knowledgeable, Grumpy. I, his thing, I got too many nicknames for players. I could not have another player whose name was piss ant on this team. Well, let's start looking. We'll start looking at a few comments here too, Grumpy. Um, because right, I, I think it kind of feeds into a lot of discussion we've got. Uh, Alon Avital says here, no thanks. My top three forwards go after uh, DeBrincat, um, Johnny Goudreau, and Forsberg. Lou has to get one of those three players. Here's the thing: if we thought we didn't have enough uh, draft, we didn't have enough capital and assets to trade for a guy like possibly, um, you know, Kevin Fiala, I could promise you we do not have enough for DeBrincat. And Johnny Goudreau is going to want. 11 million, maybe 11 and a half million dollars a year on the contract. If we thought that, hey, Kevin Fiala was an overpay, do you think our general manager is going to free up cap space to open up enough to pay a guy 11 million dollars a year? He'd be the highest paid player on the Islanders, what, by like four million dollars a year almost? Yeah, but he's like almost an MVP caliber player every year. That's a guy you invest in. See, to me, Forsberg, no, no, he's not going to get, he's going to get more money than he deserves. Johnny Gaudreau is a guy who's been super productive for years and years. Forsberg is not. And I like Forsberg. Don't get me wrong. But do you think I want to pay 9 or $10 million for Forsberg? I don't. He's not a game changer. Johnny Gaudreau is a game changer. He's not coming here. It doesn't matter anyway. DeBrinkett, you're right. You got to give up again. You're going to have to trade assets and then bring him in and give him a new contract. Right, you're not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. Um, what I think they should do is try their damnedest to sign Gaudreau 
and then make a trade for a left shot defenseman. Those are what you because here's the thing. You let's say you're able to move out a Bailey and a Bavillier. That frees up nine million dollars. You can easily afford Goudreau then. Easily afford Goudreau. So what people are worried about, because after saying, hey, the Islanders didn't offer on Kevin Fiala, people are worried. And I want to see, I want to get your take on it, Grump, whether you think it's a possibility. People are worried the reason we didn't make an offer at Kevin Fiala is not because of a, hey, they didn't like his value. Maybe they didn't think he was going to bring enough value to the Islanders. Not because of B, he wanted too big of a contract. It's going to be instead because of C, they have another player they have interest in. And no, it's not an unrestricted free agent. They think said player could be Josh Anderson grumpy. I don't know. If he, I don't know. I that okay. I'm not, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm buying that. Right. I think that right. Every, all these rumors and speculation have come up because hey, Matt Barzal and Josh Anderson are good pals. They're buddies. Uh, Anderson's not as good as Fiala. Anderson's not as good as Bavillier. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I, you know, I I just I I don't get the infast. If if we're in a remake a trade for him, I I don't get the you know the infatuation with him. I don't get the you know the the reasoning and rationale between uh, by why we're so interested in trying to bring him in. Yeah, I I mean, I don't dislike Josh Anderson, but you know, unless you get him on the cheap, I'm not trading first round draft picks for Josh Anderson. I'm I'm just not doing that. I'm sorry. Josh Anderson, listen to me. Josh Anderson's 28 years old. Yeah. Josh Anderson on a good team is a freaking bottom six player. Why, why, why are we still so infatuated? Okay, Josh Anderson has never cracked more than 47 points in his entire NHL career. Does that scream top six forward to you? We okay. should have no interest on in bringing Josh Anderson to this team. None. None. Well, we do not need more bottom six forwards. I, I think on this team, he's not a bottom six forward. Okay. He's not. Okay. He's okay. When he put up, when he put up 47 points, he was playing 17 minutes a night on ice time in Columbus. Okay. But let's say, let's say you get a Johnny Gaudreau and then you put Josh Anderson to do the dirty work on uh, the other side of that line with Barzell. To me, that works. You just plan on not addressing the left defenseman spot? I'm just saying, if you move, if you move, um, Bavillier and Bailey for a left shot defenseman, you can make that work. That means $21 million in cash. You have the money to do that. You have the money. Can you can you make the pieces fit together? I can, you know, but can Lou do it? I don't know. Those, those mathematical equations are tough, Grump. They're very tough. Here's but the thing. I got. I have very little interest in Josh Anderson. We do not need more bottom six players. I don't care if he would project maybe to be a top six player for us. He's a guy who's never cracked more than 47 points in a season. I'm not willing to take a gamble on a guy who's now 28 years old and say, we think even though you've played top six roles in the past, I think you're going to be able to elevate your game with Matt Barzal, even though you didn't produce with Matt Barzal. In, in in the uh in the in the tournament this summer, even though you'd never produced any point production, we think that you're gonna work just as, as right as rain with Matt Barzal. I'm sorry, I'm not interested. I've got no interest in Josh Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I don't even who even knows if it's true. Everyone's just kind of throwing shit up against the wall now and see what sticks. Nobody knows. No one knows. That's correct. Um, Shooters Buck Hockey says, Lou uh, asleep at the wheel again. Guaranteed we have the same roster just with Lambert as coach. 
not gonna not gonna get us into the playoffs. I think we will get a defenseman. I think we will get a defenseman and maybe some tier two forward. Ooh. Maybe, maybe I here's what I'm thinking. About, best case scenario, a Burakowski for a forward and a Chikrin for defense. And oh boy, that's gonna set us apart. It's not. It's not enough. I don't even think we're gonna have a shot at Giroux because I was excited. You know, I was talking with Phil's facts on. Uh, the last night of the Stanley Cup. And I was intrigued by Giroux, particularly playing on the second line. But it's, it's just not going to happen. In the, world, in the world of rosturbation, yes, Giroux is on this team and so is Goudreau. Let's pleasure ourselves to that, people. But it's, it's not going to happen. Like I said, we've never had an unrestricted free agent sign here, ever, a top-level unrestricted free agent. In how many years have they had unrestricted free agency? Never had one sign here. You think we're going to sign two? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we can dream, can't we? But that's what Nick D was saying. Teaching the curve, how are you doing tonight? I'm glad Fiala's off the market. And I like what Grump and Phil were talking about with Claude Giroux. Grumpy, I know you were talking about that on uh, on the show when we covered the uh, Tampa against um, Colorado in game six. Yeah, and I, I got to give props to Phil. Um, you know, I wasn't even thinking about Giroux as a, an option on the second line. I wasn't even thinking there. Um, that's a good fit. But once again, who's going to play on your first line? Because if you don't get Goudreau, the piss ant, I know Phil had the piss ant coming. That didn't work out. So I don't even know if he had a plan B. But, you know, for me, the most important thing, honestly, is the left shot defenseman. That's number one. A puck-moving left-handed defenseman. That is That's number one on my watch list. That's the number one thing we need, veteran, who can play with, I say, with Pulak, put Dobson with Pellick. I've been saying that forever. Then you put Sallow with Mayfield as your bottom pairing. The defense is set. Your goaltending is rock solid. I mean, you know, let's say you want to free up more cap space. You can move Varlamov too. Not every team is. He's only got 16 teams on his no-trade list. So you can move him somewhere else. That could free up some more cap space. That's a whole nother story. But then you're back. Your defense is set. Your goaltending is set. The forward group needs a lot of work. It does. That's why I was saying free agency for forwards, where it's just costing you money, not where you have to give up more assets. You're going to have to move forwards to add forwards. We have, what, 14 guys who are under contract next year? They're not all going to sit on the bench. You can't bring in more guys and sit more of your forward group who's making way too much money. Can't do it. Got well, to offload some of that dead wood. I want to go ahead and show you this. Phil told me to bring up their Toronto. Again, $6.4 million in cap space. They do have, uh, you know, they've got four forwards they have to bring back as well as two defensemen, grumpy old man, and who's going to be a net for them. So, you know, do you think a trade with Toronto is a viable, a viable possibility? Or, you know, is Toronto <laughs> or is Toronto going to go ahead and maybe offload somebody else? I mean, think about it. When when everybody thought Toronto was dead to rights, what was it a few years ago when they had Patrick Marlowe? They were able to trade Patrick Marlowe away for with a first round pick, or was it a second round pick? I don't even remember. But they, were Brown, to- they moved a bunch of guys to Ottawa. And they uh, here's the thing. I was I said we should on day one throw a big offer sheet at Mitch Marner. Do you remember that? Yes. I said on day one throw a big offer sheet so they only had whatever, however many days it is to match before they could make any other moves. You wait, you wait, you wait. 
they trade guys, and then they give Marner the contract extension. You have to be proactive. And I know Lamarillo does not like to do that, but in free agency, you can't wait and see how it shakes out because mm-hmm. then you're stuck picking up, you know, the trash at the bottom, the Zach Parisi's, the Zidane Charas. Not what you need. You don't need third liners and bottom pairing defensemen. That's not what this team needs. They traded they traded Patrick Marlowe to the, the freaking Carolina Hurricanes. They were able to the Hurricanes were able to acquire a first round pick for Marlowe in a seventh. I mean, but okay, let's say you want to make a trade with Toronto. Great. Who are they going to want? I'm going to tell you who they're going to want or who they should want. Scott Mayfield. And now you're now you're really on shaky ground with your defense core if you trade. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we're <laughs> that helps them. I mean, let's say we get Neilander back in return, and you know we send them Bavillier and uh, Bavillier and Mayfield. That's a deal I could see them actually consider. Considering, yeah. I mean, I could see them actually consider that. It saves them a little bit of money. Not a whole lot, maybe a million, one point five, but it makes their defense better. You had a real solid defenseman back there, and Anthony Bavillier, he can play up and down the line, and he can skate, and he plays defense. He plays a two-way game. That's a, that's a deal. If I was Toronto, I would seriously consider. Hmm. I mean, but like I said, Toronto's not far off from contending for. A Here's the thing: Scott Mayfield has a lot of value. He does. He would have had a lot of value traded last year at the deadline. But, hey, I, I want to show this to you, Grumpy, before I forget. So, you know, it's funny, right? The Colorado Avalanche win the cup. People have brought up on the last stream. Is it not funny that in the same draft that we got John Tavares was the same draft where Tampa was the second worst team in the league? They selected Victor Hebben that year. And Colorado was the third worst team in the league. And they drafted Matt Duchesne that year. And all both of those teams are at the, I mean, the absolute pinnacle. And we're the team that's still kind of. Think about not there. Five years ago, Colorado was in the cellar. Five years ago. I mean, and then they're, I mean, look at who they've got in the last couple of years. Why? Because they traded veterans to get more draft picks. They picked up Kerfoot, uh, Byram. I mean, those are young, young players who are on entry-level deals who are contributors for that team already. That's how you do it. Sometimes you have to say good too. I mean, they've got they've got they've had they've hit on a lot of their picks. You got to hit on your picks in order to be successful in this league. You can't be be drafting Simon Holmstrom's and Alexander Lundkrantz's as your top picks. You got to go for max skill, max skill. Because if you have talent, you can. You can do a lot of things. Let's say he doesn't, even if he doesn't fit your system, if he doesn't adjust, you move him because he's got value. Yeah. You know, you pick a guy who's, oh, you know what? He's a bottom six forward. He's going to contribute for the, who cares? He's not going to make your team better. I, I always love this one. Now, this is from, from, from Ray Whitney, Grumpy, and they're talking about the Vontes. I'm sure as you can bet, it's very glowing about Lou Lamarillo. I look at when you talked about Sackick and you brought up the moves. Devon Taves. Oh, oh my goodness. He took Lou Lamorello to the woodshed on that one. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Take my second rounders and give me this friggin' top 10 defenseman in the league that I could pair with the best defenseman in the world. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And the funny, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because, of course, Colorado wins 
the cup when we have their second round pick as well this year. So we've got it's essentially like a third round pick. It's a last last pick in the second round. And here's going to be a third round pick. Ray Whitney can say that now. We were that night that trade was made. We did a podcast and said that trade is going to be a disaster, and we were right. We are the curve here. <laughs> uh, Alexander says, "Good riddance." I'm so glad we didn't trade him. Trade from good riddance. Exactly. Yeah. And what's up, Alexander? Uh, Matthew S. said, thank God the Islanders' history is preserved with the Tampa Bay Lightning loses. D-Cut says, fire Lou, hire Barry as general manager and coach and make Lane Lambert the assistant. I guess, you know, here's the thing. A couple of teams offered Barry. He didn't like what they saw. Supposedly he wanted to be GM and coach. He overplayed his hand. Now he's sitting on his ass. Well, here's the thing. He's still collecting for next year. So he didn't need to work this year. He's still getting paid by the Islanders. He'll be back. I just don't think anyone's going to want him as GM. Would you want him as GM? I know I wouldn't. Absolutely, I would never want it. If you want to be a GM, you're out of my search. Yeah, and I, I guess we haven't addressed it on this podcast. It's been a while because we we're talking just Tampa and other, and we we're talking Tampa and Colorado when that was happening. I firmly believe there's nothing you could say to convince me otherwise. It's not, and this came from Barry, right? He said, oh, you want to take some time to spend with his family. That's why he wasn't doing this. Want to take care of some family issues. Or want wanted to be closer to family. Maybe he wants to spend time with family. That is not the primary reason why he's not coaching. That, okay, you don't interview for five, is it, was, it was four or five different head coaching positions unless you're interested in being a fucking head coach. It's that simple. How many openings were there of head coaches this offseason? Ten? 10, 15 head coaching positions, you don't interview with a third of them, 33% of the openings and the vacancies, unless you're seriously considering possibly coaching or coaching. It's that simple. I think it's as clear and cut and dry as possible where he wanted to be or have a role to where he could step in to be the general manager. He's going to be the head coach to start, and maybe then after a year or so he'll be the general manager, or maybe he would immediately be indoctrinated with the the general manager and the head coaching positions. He was going to be gifted that spot or earned that spot, however you want to phrase it, and teams weren't willing to give that to him. Okay. That was totally disingenuous. Well, he wants to spend time with family, so – was he going to resign from the Islanders if he wasn't fired? The <laughs> nope. answer is no. And you're 100% right. If he wanted to spend time, he wouldn't even have interviewed for those jobs. Maybe the only job he would have interviewed okay. would have been for Winnipeg. Maybe. He wouldn't have interviewed in Dallas, wouldn't have interviewed in Philadelphia, wouldn't have interviewed in Las Vegas, wouldn't have interviewed all over the place. <laughs> and Winnipeg. It was all over the place. And he turned them down. He, I think he just wants total control. You know what? No freaking way. I would never give him a GM ship. No way. Mm. I mean, what has he ever done? He would never he would never even use a draft pick. We don't need any of those. Mm. Paul W. said, I'm with Grump. Top line score, left-handed defenseman. Um, the, defense, then- the, defenseman the defenseman has to come first. I'd love to have Nylander. I would love him. Rich A. said, uh, that dude got Nylander money. William Nylander money, Grump. Yeah, and he's no William Nylander. He just did. When did William Nylander sign that contract? Two years ago. He only signed a four-year contract? No, I think he signed a six-year deal. I think he's only got two years left on that deal. I think he's got three years left on that deal. Oh, he does? Let me see. My mistake if I'm getting this wrong. I apologize. Um, He's got two years left now. He signed this deal in 2018-19. 
Okay, so how many? So what was it? A five year? One, two, three, four. It's a six year deal, but he's already been through four of those years. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm still rolling. I would still he's roll. Signed that, he signed that contract at six six point nine million in 2018 or in 20 uh, the 2017 season, but the 2017 18 season. So. And he's going to cash in in this twenty eight year old age. I'm telling you, he's going to make he's going to make a freaking boatload. He's going to be another one of those guys that are in eight digit territory. Well, you know what? That's like I said. If that's a guy that we're trading for, no problem moving other guys. I'd have no problem. Okay, I don't want to say I give up the first round draft pick because Toronto's going to Toronto's going to want some talent. They're not just giving him away. Scott Mayfield is a good fit, and I think Bavillier too. I'd offer that deal. If I'm Lou Lamarillo, I'd make that offer. That gives us a first-line wing. Yes, we lose on the back end defensively, but it's bottom six minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And Bavillier, okay, you got you to gotta get rid of somebody. Then you still have some pieces to maybe take a run at Chikrin or somebody else, a left-shot defenseman. Then I could see, okay, because we're not just improving this year, we're improving going forward as well. And we're transitioning away from the grinded out style to a more 2022 NHL where skating is most and puck moving is more most important. Okay. That's where we're going to need to make that transition away. Might as well start now. BK Italian kid there says, I see Lou is going after there. Maybe Forsberg and Chikrin, Bailey, Bavillier, uh, Sallow are the first are subtractions from this team. Who and draw first subtractions from this team. Who would rather have Forsberg or Nylander? I'm okay. taking Nylander. You're, you're not going to have Scott Mayfield then. This team is all in to win now. I, this is the only reason why I think they're not moving away a guy like Scott Mayfield unless it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for me, I'm willing to move Scott Mayfield because we're not going to win. Even with those moves, we're still not winning a Stanley Cup. Just not. And the more I – to me, Forsberg's down on my list of guys I want. Fandy answers. I don't even know who I am at this point anymore. I don't know who you are either, Fandy. Uh, uh, Brandy Gaines there saying here, um, I thought Fiala would have been a fantastic fit here. Seems to me Fiala's ideal destination played a bigger factor. More shocked you didn't go to uh, Jersey or Ottawa with their cap space. I assume it had to do with he just thought the organizations were much further behind in the rebuild process than the Kings. That's maybe the only reason. Yeah, but the Kings have cap space too. I mean, the Kings aren't broke. Well, no. Okay, they had even more cap space. To de- I know you're looking it up now, but I know the Devils in Ottawa had even more cap space, Grump. Okay, the but the Kings are- the Kings still have like almost $12 million in cap space even after signing that deal. Okay, the Devils and like Ottawa have, what, like 20 plus? Well, okay, <laughs> but they had they had 20, they had about 20 million too going in before making that deal. I mean, the Kings had a boatload of cap space. Why would you not go to why would you not want to go to the Kings as opposed to a miserable Devils team and an equally miserable Ottawa? The Kings are on the cusp of being a really good team. I think here's the thing. I think the Kings and the Devils are both the King the Kings are on the cusp. I think the Devils are getting ready for the cusp. I think Ottawa still has a way to go. I mean I, I mean I, I for me it's a no-brainer going to the Kings. Okay. Yeah. Uh Decut says Lou doesn't make any moves. That's the problem. True. It's a fireable offense, right? This, this, and they won't fire him. But if you don't make the moves that are necessary to improve this team or you stay status quo and stuff like that, you've got to be fired. Here's the thing 
you know, hey, we bash Barry Trotz for not playing young guys. Guess what? Barry Trotz is not an excuse anymore. Everything now is on Lou Lamarillo. If Lane Lambert falls on his face, that's on Lou Lamarillo. If no one is no new players are required, we don't get younger. Or, you know, if we don't make the playoffs, that's on Lou Lamarillo. He's the last guy. He's the most, he is the one that takes the blame for everything here on out. No one else. No one else. Mm-hmm. Everything has his fingerprints on it from here on out. Before I could say yes, he was working with Barry, like trading Taves. I think Barry had a lot to do with that, to be honest with you. I agree. Um, you know, particularly after gushing about Nick Letty. Um, and it was a problem for us, and it wound up being a problem for the Islanders too. But here's the thing. He doesn't have that anymore. You think he's going to go to Lane Lambert and say, uh, hey, Lane, what do we need to make this team better? Lane Lambert has zero input now. He's got <laughs> zero cachet. <laughs> as, as a rookie coach, he's got zero cachet. I like Lane Lambert, but he's not going to be involved in any personnel decisions. And maybe that's the way Lou likes it, honestly. Maybe yeah. he likes it where it's just, you know what, I'm the dictator here. I make the moves and no one else can, you know, no input. Gotcha. No soup for you. Gotcha, gotcha, Grump. Um, we're going to get to our ad read here. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer, right? With There are tons of different ways to bet on all your favorite sports. Um, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat. Uh, of the season like never before in the heat this summer. Yikes. Um, plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is, is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Um, you can throw down on a major action um, for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Um, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in the description for additional details. Nice job, TJ. Wow. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Mr. Jan Span says here, DeFour with a beautiful pass from behind the net. The power play goal, St. John Sea Dogs up 5-2 to two over the Hamilton Bulldogs. Growing. Like I said, when I watched that, and I, it's kicking me, I was looking to see if there was any replays tonight. I didn't see any. Maybe I'll scroll uh, further on, and I'll see if you know maybe tomorrow they have a replay or something like that. Because I don't, like I said, I'm just going to look at him exclusively. Can he skate? That To me, that's the biggest thing. Can he skate? He should be a plus skater right now in juniors. At his age, he should be a plus skater. He should be one of the better skaters in juniors. Yeah. He's 20 years old. 20 years old. He is, and again, I don't, whatever. You know, he's playing to get 17, 18, 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds. He is at the top of the group. He should be one of the better skaters out there. He should say, wow, that guy's moving pretty quick. 
You remember Griffin Reinhardt? Oh no, he's just so measured. He's so he's so he's so measured with his movement. He doesn't waste strides. He's this. He's that. Griffin Reinhardt just couldn't fucking skate. He looked like he. <laughs> I, I remember comment. I thought he looked like he was skating in sand. He was still an okay skater at that level, but he wasn't good enough. And he, he was wasn't not good enough for the AHL or anywhere else. He plays in Europe. He was an average, marginally average skater and juniors marginally average i thought he was below average i just he can't skate you got to be able to skate in today's nhl in particular it's not like the olden days where you had a bunch of behemoths like bob daly and moose dupont on the black back line no you got to be able to get the puck and move it that's the modern nhl that's what that's what the league wants they want they want colorado they want toronto they want florida they want the Rangers. They want Carolina. They want Edmonton. Teams that can skate. Why? Because it's more entertaining. They're in the entertainment business. They want more eyeballs on TV sets so they can raise ad revenues. How do you do that? Scoring more goals, being more sensational out there. Look at the great plays. They don't want games that are slogs. They don't want that. Skate, mm -hmm. skate, 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 skate. It's the most important skill you can have, be able to skate. I'm not saying you don't have to be able to shoot or have hockey sense or anything like that, but skating makes up for a lot of, you know, it can cover up from mistakes. You know, we'll see. Mm, yeah. Um, and then Tommy says, what's up? How are you guys doing tonight? TJ Grumpy Old Man, what's up, Coach Tommy B? And he says, LA gave up a solid return for Fiala at basically $8 million a year, seven years. It was an expensive, it was expensive both ways. I don't know. I didn't think what they paid to get him was that big. It was he wasn't a top prospect for them. The defenseman no. was not a top prospect for them, and it was they, a first they round have, pick. They have plenty of better defensive prospects. Yeah, and it was a first round that pick that was what number eighteen, number nineteen, whatever the heck it was. Also, it's not that big on Fiala. Um, I like him, uh, but to pay him a lot and to give up a first and a top prospect is too much. In my opinion. See, I don't think I don't think he's a top Brock, prospect. Yeah, Brock Faber is not a top prospect. Held Grants is probably a prospect they like more. Brant Clark, the eighth overall pick in that last year's draft. Dude, they've got a lot of young defensemen too. He's, yeah, he's Jordan, no, what is, you know, he's what is he like? He's like twenty something years old, young twenties. He's playing up at the NHL level. Uh, you know, I don't think they they minded that too much. Yeah, he's not a top prospect for them. He's not. That's why I'm saying teams like your Ottawa's, like your Detroit's, like your Kings, they're loaded with young prospects. Why? Because they say, you know what? We're going to rebuild. I mean, look at the Rangers. If the Rangers wanted to get a big-name guy, they could. They could move a couple of their young kids on their roster and get a star on that team. They do have They do have to worry about the cap, though. See, I'm, ju I'm just saying, you can make that work. You can make that work. They There's could. Around it. I mean, I'm just saying that when you rebuild and you have a bunch of young players in your pipeline who can play, you can do anything. You can... You can expedite your rebuild quicker by moving a couple of them and getting some stars, or you can just you know take a little bit longer and just have everybody come up together and have salary cap and go after free agents. I mean, what do the Islanders have? Nothing, nothing, nothing. The only the only players that anyone wants on our team are Oliver Wallstrom and Anthony Pavilion. And I'll just mention those two because whoever else they want are not on the market. You're gotcha. Noah Dobson's, your Pelix and Pulaks, your Sorokins. Matthew S. They're saying uh, it was an overpay for a guy who had one solid, healthy year. Um, if he had, say, two years of that production, I might offer. Okay. 
Fair enough. What, what about a three-year deal for Giroux, right? Who would you rather have, Giroux for three years, even at his age, or the pissant for seven? Okay. I'd ra- okay, you don't like the pissant. He's younger. And here's the thing. Let's say he produces or has production at a near a point a game. Some years less, some years there, maybe some years slightly above, but a- around a point a game for, for the next five or six years. Shit, Grump. As the cap continues to increase, an $8 million a year deal is not the end of the world. Okay, but he's had a point a game one year his whole career. Exactly. They're That's getting, not true. Okay, he's also 25 years old, okay, right? How many 23-year-olds have more than a point a game? Very select few. But he's 25. He's not 23. He's 25. He's in the prime of his career, entering the prime of his career. Now at the prime of his career, he's a point-a-game player. Nylander was a point-a-game player. He's not getting paid that money. Nylander, Nylander's contract expires when, what, he's 26 years old? No, when, when he's 26, he will be paid $11 or $12 million a year. 28. He's 26 now. Okay. No, no, no. He signed the contract when he was 20. He's 26 now. He's 26 years old now. He really? Yes. Yeah. I'll dress you. He's 26. You got it right there, Grump. I, I swore he was younger. But anyway, so with William Nylander, right? They they gave him the contract earlier on. They gave him the contract when he was twenty two instead of twenty five. But he's going to be earning eleven plus million dollars a year when that contract comes due. Yeah, but I'm saying he's been productive every year and at a young age. This guy he signed a contract. He signed his contract at six point whatever after one year of production. Okay, here's the thing. This guy was good for two months. Good for two months, his whole career. I'm not saying Kevin Fiala is William Nylander. It's the reason why William Nylander will be paid $5 million a year, possibly more, or $5 million a year more than Kevin Fiala. I predict he's not a point-of-game scorer at Los Angeles because he's going to be on the first line. He benefited from being on the second line and Kaprizov getting all the defense, the, the big defensive players against him. Gotcha. Anyway, I, I'm not going to argue on something like that. We got comments to get through, Grumpy. Matthew S. also said. Matthew S. also said, "I'm not confident Lou will make the necessary moves to improve this team." I hate to say, I agree with Matthew. I'm not confident he can do it. I just I don't just, like hearing rumors that we're interested in Josh Anderson, even if they're complete bunk and bullshit. I just okay. don't like hearing those rumors. Who, who's who's putting those rumors out? Who's put where not, are the rumors okay, coming from? Not the Islanders media. They're actually like Russo, I think. Like Michael Russo is putting out stuff like that that they're interested in Josh Anderson. Okay. It's not like it's not like uh, you know, a fly by night site. They're actual legitimate reporters that are putting that information out there. I don't know. I don't know. I just told you. <laughs> I'll let me pull it up for you, Grumpy. Don't worry. I mean, I just I I mean, I think maybe they're just kind of, hey, he skated with Barzell at the Worlds. Um, they played online. You know, they went out to dinner together. Hey, he should be on the team. Maybe it's just something as simple as that. Remember, these guys have to get paid and put shit out there all the time so they remain relevant. They just throw everything up against the wall, right? Fiala. We didn't even make – right? oh, we're going to definitely be in on Fiala. Didn't even make an offer, supposedly. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? I have no idea. Maybe this is just one of those things that sensationalized. I don't know. I can't tell you I was reading over everything. I do not read tweets the way I should. But I just I remember when we were on the show, we got a whole bunch of those people talking about Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson, Josh Anderson. I have to assume that, hey, anytime I'm seeing a lot of smoke, there has to be fire in subcapacity. 
So maybe I need to vet more carefully, but I don't know if somebody has a tweet where it linked Josh Anderson to the Islanders, send that to me. Uh, Decut saying here, um, Lou has been here over four years now and his best unrestricted free agent forward is, <laughs> is Zach Parise and best unrestricted defenseman is Adano Chara. Tells you all you need to know, right? 37-year-old Zach Parise and 44-year-old Zdeno Chara. Well, here's the good thing, guys. You may have seen this. Zdeno Chara is waiting to September to see if he's going to be coming back. So don't worry. We could fill in our top four left-handed defenseman spot just to ask Big Z to come back. So that would be cheap. Let's get Big Z back one more year. One more year, Big Z, Big Z, Big Z. I, I, I can't even. I can't even think that they would even consider that honestly i love zidane ochara you know that big fan of his can't play anymore he just gets a buy on guile now he can't physically just can't do it anymore 45 years old it's not a crime but at some point you got to cut the umbilical cord say no you know what i'd rather go with a young guy who has some upside even if he makes mistakes as opposed to that i mean we saw that last year how did it work out it didn't. How did it work out in Washington? It didn't. How did it work out in the end in Boston? It didn't. Every team that has in the last number of years knows he can't play anymore. It's not a crime. He's just, you know, it's like Gretzky isn't playing anymore either. Trottier's not playing anymore either. Jean Bell, well, he's dead, so he's not playing. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys who retired 10, 15. They can't play anymore. That's not a crime. Father Time's undefeated, unless you're TB12. Father Time is undefeated. <sighs> oh, my God. Let me throw one of those in there. Um, Rich A said, are we even serious here? Lou will trade our first-round pick in an attempt to get a top-four defenseman. That's it. Take it to the bank. The only guy I could see him going after and sacrificing a first-round pick is Chikrin. That's the only one. And here, he's younger. He's got three more years on his deal. I can see that if you're going to do it because he's a puck-moving defenseman. Would have to play with Pulak, though. Could not pair him with Dobson. You're just, you're just, you're defeating the purpose, putting him with Dobson. you got to break up Pulak and Pelic. And I don't think they've been that good anyway the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. You put Dobson with Pelic, Pulak with Chikrin. I could live with that as long as you give them a Bailey, somebody to get rid of some salary to also free up a roster spot from the forward group. I could see that, and I could live with it. I don't want them trading a first-round pick for a forward, though. There's too many out there in unrestricted free agency. Mm. Mm -mm. Um, got another comment here, Grumpy. Uh, Christopher Z said, uh, who are we getting in the offseason? Time to make some moves. <laughs> Uh, probably just a, a left-handed defenseman and a guy who is not not a quality or quality the quality winger that we will need. I think we will get a winger, right? I think we do make a move. I don't think it's going to be the quality that we want or would ideally want. Maybe Nachuskin. Jesus Christ, please no. I, I, his, I don't you want know him. what I don't want? I don't want Kadri. Now, Kadri said he wants to go back. Lou Lamarilla written all over it. Uh, here's the thing. Kadri said he wants to stay in Colorado, but he wants to get what he's worth. You know what that means? He's Sorry, not going to be in Colorado. Uh -huh. And Colorado's going to lose players. 
lot of unrestricted free agents this year. Nachuskin's the guy I try to sign. If out of all those guys, Nachuskin is the guy I try to sign over Burkowski, certainly over Kadri. I don't want Kadri. Mm. Oh, please no. Um, Frank says hi, TJ and Grumpmeister, and hello everybody. What's up, Frank? How are you? Jeff S says here, let's trade for Pasternak. Perhaps move Lee, Bellos, and Wild, um, and then extend them. Remember, Lee's got the full no trade clause. Um, and sign uh, one huge unrestricted free agent. Hopefully, get Bailey's contract out. Get a top four defenseman who's a lefty. Um, if the team is in win now mode, we need to drastically improve. I do agree with that. We do need to drastically improve. Otherwise, forget the Stanley Cup. I was also about to say, as of now, uh, they're not. We're not on the same level as Tampa or Colorado. Yep. That is true, I, but I, I, we're not. Pasternak has a lot more value. He's got a lot of freaking value. Imagine why would they trade Pasternak too? Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, why would Boston make that trade? Brad Marchand's come. Or I'm sorry, um, pa- Patrice Bergeron's coming back to play. They're not saying Patrice Bergeron's not saying, oh yeah, I'm signing up for another year in Boston if they're trading away. <laughs> they're trading away Pasternak. So you know they they're they're trying to compete for a cup. So otherwise, I don't I don't envision Patrice Bergeron coming back if he's not like, hey, we can compete for a cup like this. Even with Bergeron coming back, I just don't see them as competing. I I think they're in the same boat than we are, um, just not good enough. And Pasternak has one more year left on his deal, and I think he's unrestricted after next year. He'll be twenty seven, so I think he's unrestricted after next year. I don't know, but. For again, why would why would Boston want Lee? Um, Bodie Wild is a, we've killed all value he had, and who else was on that? In, was it Bavillier? They yeah. can't they can't add salary. Postnot's making six point seven. Lee's making seven by himself. You you want to know what it would cost to get a guy like Posternock on this team? We don't we have talk, we, we don't have the pieces. We don't have the pieces. <laughs> I could see. I mean, I could see if they really want to. You know, okay, we're going to go full rebuild. I could see him moving Posternock because Posternock disappears at certain parts of the season. Why would they, they do a full rebuild? I'm saying if they went full rebuild. Okay, they're not, though. So. Okay, but you realize they're real close to that time. They're looking at coaches like College Quinn, guys who are coaching in, uh, other college-type coaches and guys who are coaching in the minors. That doesn't tell me that they're a team that's saying, hey, we're all in next year. I I don't think that's the case. Why would Patrice Bergeron come back if they weren't all in to win next year? Because he wants to play, and he loves being playing for Boston. You think it's that simple? Very much. He's beloved up there. Absolutely beloved. And he loves it up there. Loves playing for the Bruins. Loves okay. it. Okay. And I think you're going to see him get a one-year deal. He's yeah, going to be one of those guys. Just, okay. One-year deals, team discount. You watch. Uh, Fandy Ansis says here, TJ, that pit in my stomach and the realization hit me in the middle of last season. I don't know what he's talking about. When I said, when does the pit in your stomach start to feel like, oh, well, okay. you're not, do you not remember that? God damn, that analogy I made, Grumpy. Fair enough, Grumpy. Well, that was, was a long time ago. Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, when does the pit start to feel in your stomach a little bit where you think, oh, man, we might be in trouble here? <laughs> I was more talking about the offseason, but Fandy Ansis says <laughs> middle of last year. Fair enough. As soon um, as they hired Lamarillo and Trotz. <laughs> Oh, stop. We've done okay. We've done well. 
under Lamarillo and Trotz. We've done okay. We've done okay. Well, okay. okay. Here's, here's how I classify. Shit, awful, poor, average, well, fantastic. They're in the well category. We've done well. They haven't done okay. They haven't done average. They made it to okay in the in the five, in the four years he was there. We made it to two Eastern Conference Finals. Woohoo! Shoot off the freaking fireworks. Hence why it's not fucking fantastic, Grump. But it's in the we did they did well category. It's if not they the they were fantastic. Me. Wow! It was if the well category, listen, Grump. If they would listen to me, we could be competing for cups every year from now on in. If they Blow listen to the me. Get we rid of all guarantee of the next 99,000 Stanley of, Cups. Damn it. Stop. Don't re-sign the pieces of trash on your roster year after year after year. Offload them. Load up with draft picks. You'd be right ready to go now with all those draft picks coming into play. That's where you'd be. You'd be like the Rangers now. That's where you'd be. Or the Kings. Instead, you're like, well, where we are. Anthony R. said, I'm more worried Lou will go crazy and trade all of our young players in the next couple first-rounders at his shot this year. Um, we aren't close. Best case, we get the last playoff spot. I don't I think, think we do that, but... I, I think we have a shot to make the last playoff spot. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's about it, right? Uh, I mean, it's, we're not going to beat out Cal- Carolina. We're not going to beat out the Rangers. Not going to beat out the Rangers. We might be good against the Rangers head-to-head, but... Uh, you know, the Rangers are really good against everybody. I hate to tell you. Sisterkin will not be as good as next year, but I think the Rangers not young be as good this year or next year as he was this year. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I also think that their young defense is going to be better next year. I really do. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably they're probably going to add a piece. They're going to lose a couple of guys, maybe Ryan Strom uh, and uh, yeah. Andrew Kopp. But you know, they have plenty of guys yeah, in the front spots end. for the young guys to play more. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lafreniere is just going to get better. Kako is just going to get better. People forget these guys are only 19, 20 years old. I mean, they're young players. Coach Tommy B says here, William DeFore has improved his skating a lot this year. Needs to continue his development on that front. The only thing I worry about, skating is one of those tough things. You can improve skating, but there's always physical limitations. If you struggle to skate, in all likelihood, you are going to – it's always going to be one of the points you struggle with in your game. It's not like you can go from a guy who struggles skating to, oh, that's one of the strong suits of my game. If you struggle skating, the best you can get is maybe I could be average. Absolute best-case scenario. The sun and moon align. But there's so many guys who go from, I struggle with skating, and I always am going to struggle with skating. Well, like I said, I'm going to watch um, – I realize just the third period I'll see if – I can watch the full game because I am really interested in watching, see how he can skate. I know he can shoot the puck. All right. You can do that. Can you skate? Mm-hmm. Most important thing. Drew L said, I feel for Barry. I feel bad for Barry. His quest on gambling on older veterans um, has to be put on temporary hold due to his stubbornness. His ego got inflated. Thanks to us. And now he's jobless. I don't feel bad for him. He's still getting paid next year. It's not like he's, you know, going on unemployment. Getting paid to kick back at home. George B says here, lower your trade expectations and then lower them again. <laughs> Looking at what the Islanders will be interested in. Lower them and then lower them again. I, I'm i not doubting that. Mm. The closer it gets, the more I feel it's going to be same old, same old. We do nothing. 
or you do a B-level trade. Um, John M says here, if Lou does not get a player he wants as a free agent, he will not make any moves at the draft for a defenseman. Keep all his trade chips for the deadline and make a playoff push if close. Um, but no added players, no playoffs. Well, unfortunately, the un, uh, the thing is that the draft comes before free agency. So he doesn't have that luxury of not getting free agents and then that deadline. Mm. Fair enough, Grump. Go War Eagles. Uh, Point of Carter says, bro, Phil's facts is literally ass. You know he canoodles with the enemy, right? I don't know about that. I don't know. Mm. Oh, uh, no, no, actually, he does not. Actually, he does not. He does anyway, not. Anthony R. said, um, you want to know what I fear? Is that Lou trades our 13th overall pick in Bavillier for Anderson to Montreal? I, I could not imagine that. That's no. that would be like Lou Lamarillo has had a brain aneurysm and all the blood is just causing his brain to start swelling. And if that's the last thing he did before he died on the desk, he would never do something. I would like to think no. he'd never do something like that. No, I don't even think Anderson for Bavillier. I mean, maybe it's a fair deal, maybe, but does it make you better? I don't think so. Maybe you're just treading water. Mm. I don't know. But that's not a deal I'd make. And the intertrain E-Train man says here, um, we need to get younger and faster. And Lou doesn't realize this. I just, I think maybe he does realize it, but he doesn't know how to get there. Or he realizes he it, but we're so freaking far away that he says, I can't do to where half the team has speed, half the team doesn't. So I'm just going to have to double down on what I've built, and I'm just going to be like as tanky as we can, and we're going to be you know, thick, we're going to be strong, we're going to be muscular, we're going to try to bring back the old physical style. For me, he needs to just transition to that, and it's going to take time. And I don't, think, I don't think he necessarily has that. I mean, he's an older gentleman. I mean, but... Yeah, he has he's not stupid, all right? He's not stupid. Don't ever think that Lou Lamarillo is stupid. I think he knows where the team needs to go. It's how does he get there? I mean, if you're going after a Nylander and a Chikrin, okay. We're starting to get there. We're starting to make the transition to a modern NHL team. Absolutely, I before that, because it's not going to happen overnight. A lot of these guys, a lot of the contracts that we have for the older players all expire in a couple of years. You just got to stop signing the guys currently on the roster to extensions. Just stop. Except for Barzell, Dobson, you know, the guys that we've mentioned. He don't even have to worry about Pulak and Pellick. Sorokin, make sure he's locked up. I mean, but Dobson, Barzell, those are, uh, you know, those are the, and uh, Wallstrom. Everybody else, just don't re-sign them. Brock Nelson, your contract's up. See you later. You're going to be 33. Anders Lee, goodbye. Josh Bailey, bye-bye. Palmieri, bye-bye. We're not re-signing any veterans. We need to transition away from the veterans and go younger. But you can fill in with your Chikrins and your Nylanders. And again, I'm totally roster baiting here. Absolutely, I, I am. When you do that, I just can't even I can't even envision it. Well, this, just- is, this is what I mean. But if you're going to have to make bold moves. If you want to take the team into the 21st century, you're going to have to make some bold moves for younger players. Anyway, Grump. Um, you busy over there? What are you doing, eating? What you eating over just there? just kept going and going, so I was able to do a little reading. Uh, D-Cut says, uh, Lou got a bronze medal 
um, in the over 75 shuffleboard tournament this past weekend. Congratulations, Lou Lamarillo. Hold on, Grumpy. He's got mad skills. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, just shut that off because it's the only one you have on the board and you mess it up every time. Like Mr. Grumpy? Oh, <laughs> That's like from the Little Rascals. Terrible. Good gracious, good gracious. Um, oh, so just a little bit more, and thanks, uh, John, for sending this to us. Um, the article was written by the Hockey News, um, and kind of what this says is that the um, general manager, Kent Hughes, is expecting to move on from one or two veterans, that they have been receiving calls um, for, for Josh Anderson, and that's pretty much all it has detailed in this area it doesn't tell us what teams are calling on so i guess that's a lot of speculation and again steven rosner there of uh nyi hockey hockey now um who does a good job he said they could use a guy like that uh maybe he suggested using a first round pick and perhaps oh, anti pavilion return for okay no, no i'm sorry steven no, that's no. i like usually the stuff you write but that's way too much my friend um no but uh yeah it's you like, could you realize somebody you should be thrown in jail you realize you could have got the pissant for less than that. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think the pissant, even though I don't like him, particularly for this team, is way more talented than Josh uh, Anderson at this point. He's almost doubled the, the highest point production he's had. Yeah, hold on, I mean, hold on. like, come on. No. For Josh and hold on. Okay, so for Josh Anderson, Kevin Fiala last year put up more points than Josh Anderson did in the last three years. Combined. Combined, that's correct. Yeah, so, uh, sorry. No. Josh Anderson, just to think about this, Josh Anderson in the last, Josh Anderson in his last three seasons has put up 60 points. 60 points. He's been injured though too. He's been injured. Hey, how many how many games do you think he's played, Grumpy? Just guesstimate. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I told you guesstimate is I like add them up. So I need you actually to throw a guess out there. Um, I want to say... 80 games in the last 147 year. games, 60 points in 147 games. So he's missed like how many games? I said he maybe missed 80 games. I remember they had the 55 games two years ago. Oh, okay. okay. Then they had the 72, or they had the, or the, what do they have? Like the, they had the 72, the 55, and then the, the 70 and 82. Okay. okay. He's missed, but he's missed time. He's missed. He's time. averaging about a point every, every, every three games. Again, though, he's making what, five no, and a half more than that. I'm sorry. He's missing five and a half. He's making five and a half million dollars for the next five years. I mean, you're going to have to move salary. Okay, you want Josh Bailey? Now, here's the thing. I'd move Josh Bailey for him. I'm willing to roll a dice on that. I do that. Josh Bailey has better point production pretty much every year. I don't care. I don't want Josh Bailey on the team. Forget Josh Bailey. He's a freaking human sidecar. You don't need guys like that. Point of error says here. Um, they said that they were trading for Brett Burns. Um, laughing my ass off. They're on drugs or they're or they're they're clutching at straws. Like honestly, forget about the beard and the three team trade clause and the cap, everything else. We have right defensemen. I think that somebody else should mention it, and I think in the article they like to pontificate if we could do it. And at the very end, they say, I don't think this would be a good decision. And they, they go like, ahead. And do they this. like to steal what other people say. Yes, that's it. Anthony R said, "Stop. He's been stop. He's not playing against sixteen and seventeen year olds." Uh, William DeFore, 
uh, or the Islanders guy who does the deckhand podcast. Oh God. Okay. Now who does the deckhand podcast? Um, who does the deckhand podcast said uh, the league, the four plays in 6% are 16 to 17 years old. 56% uh, in the uh, 56% of the league are between 18 to 19 years old. So the guy from the deckhand podcast also would, would elude that they're what? 34% or 20 years old. And the queue, I, I would yeah. say probably not likely. Here's the thing. Bottom line. He's an overage junior playing against majority of younger players, period, period. And here's the thing. I don't care that he's overage. Can he skate? It's about him being able to skate. What were his numbers last year? Not close to this year because he's, he's the big man on campus now. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. If he was, if he was two years younger, putting up these numbers, he'd be first round. He'd probably be the number one pick in the draft. It's like when you watch in college sports. And you see a guy who's a redshirt senior come on campus, and he's like, "Holy shit, he's the best player! He's the best! He's so good! He's one of the best players on the team!" He's twenty-three. He's had he's had he's had over fifteen hundred rushing yards this year, and he's caught the ball for so, he's so good. Yeah, that's great. But you start taking the steps. You're not playing college ball anymore. You start taking the steps up and up and up, right? Any sort of deficiency you have in your game that may have been able to float by when you when you were the big guy on campus gets magnified and magnified and magnified. Got to yeah. be able to skate. Have to. Um, I'm I'm dying to watch. There's no way only 6% of the players in the queue are 16 and 17 years old. Maybe at the end of the season, at the beginning of the year, there's no way that's true. Only 6% are 16 to 17 years old. Everybody who is 17 years old at the beginning of the year is now 18 and draft eligible. And everybody who is 16 is now 17 will be draft eligible. There's no way that's true. There's, that just cannot be true. <laughs> they probably did selective. I will pull up the numbers game. later. As grumpy monologues more, I'll try to pull up the numbers later. Um, I'll have a work assignment. The Pac-Man says, good. I didn't want him. Would it cost too much to acquire him and to pay for him? You know what? I have that same. Well, I have the broad jersey from that era, but it's the white one. Oh, man. Brian Broad, grumpy. I like Brian Broad. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just starting a few more of these. Coach Tommy B says here, I've watched a fair amount of him this year. He needs to continue uh, at least a full year to two years in the A, talking about William DeFore. Okay, so once again, if he's a guy that for the right deal and that that's who they wanted, I'd move. I'd absolutely move him. Mm. In other uh, words, he's got a long way to go. John M says DeForest's success at the Memorial Cup only will be used to add to a trade package, either better pick or to throw in for a player. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You got a fifth round pick and you're able to get, you know, a high end talent by him being a throw in to make a deal happen. What's wrong with that? Utilizing your assets. Nothing wrong with that. I, I guarantee he's got more value than Simon Holmstrom because he blows. Simon Holmes sucks. Where's Dirk when I need him? Oh, man. Chris Smith says here, on paper, I think Toronto might have been the best team this year. They didn't have a goalie, and their defense was weak. But, I mean, adding Mark Giordano really helps. But they, I'm telling you what, they were good defensively in the playoffs. They weren't abominable. They just didn't know how to win. It cost them at big times. I think having Giordano there the full year next year is going to be really big for them 
They're one defenseman away. They're a Scott Mayfield away for me from probably being the favorites in the East. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. If we get to the deadline next year and the Islanders are out of the playoff hunt or 10 points back, do you start moving your Scott Mayfields and your Semyon Volomovs? I think you have to, don't you? Yes. Answer should be yes. I mean, because then you'd have two years of not being, you know, a playoff team, an old roster. Then you're full rebuild, are you not? If, if you have the same repeat of this year from next year, are you not in full rebuild after next year? I'd like well, to think so. I, I mean, you have to be. You have to be. Like I said, okay. just way ahead of the curve on that. Sorry. D-Cut says here, TJ, the hair plugs look good. No, it's just because I haven't got my hair cut in a while. I'm going to be looking like I'm bald again when I get my hair cut this week. So. Look like a damn hippie. I know. Uh, Jeff S. says here, as long as Tampa has their core, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, and their big foreign defense, Hedman, ooh, McDonough, Sergachev, and Sarnak, along with Vasilevsky Net, Toronto will not get will not get past Tampa Bay. They should have beat Tampa Bay this year. I, I thought they were the better team in that series this year. Mm. Let me took them all the way down to game seven. Right down the end. I mean, like game six, you know, you could argue like, right, they they had the lead, gave up a goal right there at the end, and hey, goes to overtime, and Tampa wins in game game six in overtime. Well, they had game seven. They had a goal lead with 10 minutes to go or six minutes to go, wound up losing. I mean, like I said, Toronto just didn't know how to win. But sometimes that pain, and Giordano's been there before, that helps you. It's like, okay, we need to dig a little deeper. Still a lot of young players on that team. Hmm. Like I said, people said, blow it up in Toronto. I mean, that's the stupidest thing you could do. Blow up a team like that? They're so young. They're going to have to be some subtractions. Going to have to. But, you know, who do you subtract? That's the key. They're not going to get rid of Matthews. They're not going to get rid of Marner. Can't get rid of Tavares. I mean, Giordano's there. Um uh, Riley's there, O'Reilly's there. I mean, they're not far from being a contender. I mean, a serious I, contender. I know. You're talking a lot about Toronto today, man. John M says here, TJ, Islanders draft center Connor Gecki at 13. Heard it here first. I hope not. I don't have a problem with that. He's 6'4 and doesn't skate well. That's I, the I want. 6'4 power forward who's kind of like, uh, skating is something that needs to be refined in his game. I, you know, if you can, right, I want to get the guy where it's like skating is one of the best portions of his game. It's one of the most, it's one of the, his positions of power. That's, those are the type of players I like to draft, especially when we're drafting that early. I, uh, you got to produce too. Yeah, you do you have to be produce. Able, yeah. Got to be able to skate. Yeah, I, I believe in skating too. Number one, most important thing. But you have to be able to have others. You have to be able to play well all the time too. Can't have guys who disappear. Not good. Yeah, I think we should not, not, with, the, not with your first round pick anyway. Not with your first round. Draft pick. The guy with perfect skating. We should draft a guy with not only with perfect skating, but a perfect shot, perfect stick handling, perfect vision, perfect pass. He should be perfect, Grumpy. That's what we need. I agree. To look. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. I wouldn't cry if we got Connor Gecky. I'm just uh. I think it's geeky. Geeky, sorry. Um 
Tommy B said Marco Casper at 13 is trending. I would be opposed to Marco. Ca- I like Brad Lambert at the spot. I wouldn't be opposed to Marco Casper. What Grum? Yeah, yeah, Lambert didn't play well this year. Okay. Just did it. not play well this year. I, I, like I would, I would not be opposed. I would not be opposed to Casper either. I, I like what I see from him. Casper? Simple as that. No, no, no. I like what I see. Yeah, I like what I see from Casper. I also like what I see from Brad Lambert. I'd rather have Casper than Lambert. Casper's more gifted. He's more gifted than Lambert. Okay, played in the under twenties. Okay, <laughs> Brad Lambert played in the. He played this. He played in the. He played in the elite league. Okay, uh, and, know, he, and so. he didn't do shit. He was poor this year. He's poor. It was a poor year for him. This kid was really good. He played in Austria, whatever it was, U twenties, whatever. Okay, he performed well, and Lambert didn't. His thing. If we draft Lambert, it is what it is. But Lambert's projected to go later than 13. He's projected. I'm looking at all the rankings, 18, 21. If you want Lambert, you drop down. You drop down. You don't reach. You don't need to reach at 13. You do not need to reach at 13. Played in the Swedish Elite League, Casper did. So he want to play, and he played some games at the under twenty, some game in the Swedish Elite League. Just kind of depends. He kind of bounced between bit to bit. Um, and he's again, rated higher than Lambert as a prospect, he is. Here's the thing: I, would I rather, want Casper. I would rather take, I'd rather take a chance on a guy like Lambert, who is good, who was penciled to be a top three pick last year, but due to a poor year playing in in, in the in the Swiss League. And the elite league, he didn't he didn't put up you know a boatload of numbers. That's what's dropped his stack. I, I would be fine with that. Sounds like he's an Atu Ratu. You don't draft him in the first round. You maybe trade up and get him in the second. That I'm fine with that. Not last until the fucking second. He will you be want, going. I'm telling you, you the Finnish elite league. Sorry, not Swiss league. The Finnish elite league. Nobody nobody thought that uh, Ratu was going to drop into the second round last year either, and he did. He was supposed Brad to go- not drop until the second damn round. I promise you that much. You don't know. People said the same thing about Ratu last year, and he dropped into the second round. He was a number one prospect two years ago, Ratu, and he dropped into the second round. It happens. Like I said, I just don't, you don't reach at thirteen. You draft a guy who's going to fall to it's you. It's not Casper, a reach. Brad Lambert's not a reach. He is a reach. He if everyone has him reach. rated, if most people have him rated 20, 21, 19, you're reaching at thirteen. You drop down that if you're it's so much in love with them. You don't reach. You try to add more, uh, you try to add more uh kicks at the can by trading down a little bit. You don't reach at 13. If Casper's available, I'm happy. If Lambert's available, I'm happy. And all like both those players will not be available. Uh I want Casper now. Okay. Maybe one. I just don't see both of them being available, so it's a moot point. Um E Train Man says here, um, Lou has been here for four years and all he has to show for it is Pajot and Palmieri. And he gave us uh two ones. Gave and up. A, he gave up two ones and a two to get him. And this is still Snow's team, except nothing. So um expect nothing. What? Expect nothing. Well, okay, it says except. Except okay, expect it says nothing. expect. I'm sorry. Ex- no, it does okay, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. It says expect nothing. Um so you won't be disappointed. And don't forget, it was also a fourth-round pick, too. Okay, gotcha. Uh, D-Cut says, Grumpy, I'll let you do that. Shout-out to Isles Misery Radar. Loyal fans of the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. There it is. Congrats to D-Cut and the boys. 
Decut and the boys. Um, Drew L said, I hope Brad Lambert's still on the board and the Jackets take Korchinski. Yeah, I, I'd like Brad Lambert. I would. Um, no, Grumpy doesn't want him. I'd be happy with him as a selection there at 13. I, I just think there might be better players available. That's all. Okay. John M says, the only player Lou is going to get is a Josh Anderson type. Oof. Like I said. Wouldn't that be disappointing? Yeah, it would be disappointing. I mean, uh, I don't hate Josh Anderson. I don't. I think he's a good playoff type guy. He's a he's guy not. you need in the playoffs. But you certainly uh, – Montreal wants to get rid of him because they don't want to pay him five more years at five and a half par. You don't offer anything for him. Maybe, okay, I'll have you a third-round pick for him. I'd do that. Oh, we don't even think we have a third-round pick. Whatever. I uh, Next year's number three. That's fine. I'm willing to do that. I'm not giving up high value for a guy like that. He makes too much damn money. Mm. For five for five years? His production hasn't been worth it. You offer them nothing. You offer them a bag of freaking peanuts and see if they take it. Alexander says here, uh, the thing is, guys, I want to level everyone's expectation. The Islanders may not do anything this offseason again. That's the case. Then Lou has got to go. Agreed. But he won't be. E-Train Man says here, um, likely Lou move. Welcome home, Nick Letty. I swear, I, if I have false teeth, I would be spitting that shit all over the floor. God almighty. Ugh, no. Drew L says here, uh, Toronto has Rasmus Sandin. Um, though, if he develops right, he'll be a, a solid top four defenseman for Toronto. Well, he's still a prospect. And until he's not, that's what he is. Well, hold on. He's played in, he played in the league this last year, did he not? Um, yeah, but did he play big minutes for them? I don't think he's he played one games. He's okay. played 88 games in the league. I mean, like, I think he's crossing over to where, hey, he's a second-year guy. Um, Coach Tommy B says here, the Josh Anderson rumor is false. Well, Maybe people are just putting two and two dots together. Maybe because Josh Anderson's friends with Matt Barzal. Maybe they got beers together, as Grump said. And Montreal is getting a few calls on Josh Anderson, so they assume maybe the Islanders. Hey, it's got to be the Islanders. Hey, the Islanders run on Kevin Fiala. Hey, they run on they run on Panarin. Hey, they run on everybody. They never get anybody. They're in on Eli Kovachuk. Never get anybody. They're so close. Nobody. Shay says we all know we're not gonna know. Um, we're not gonna know of any signing slash trades until the end of August. Also. It's lose rumors. Also, lose rumors mean absolutely nothing. True. Here's the thing, though. If you're signing a big-name free agent, that gets announced first day. I that might first think day. so. It's not like – and here's the thing. They didn't announce a Kyle Palmieri signing or Zach Parise or Casey Zekas because guess what? They're not big signings. But, you know, if you're signing a big guy, that's going to be announced day one. Hmm. Paul W. says here, Kadri, why not? 31 years old, and he's going to get wildly overpaid. Yes. That's what I'm fearful of. And he's a good he's a good player. He's chippy. Every team needs guys like that. He's Brad Marchant light, uh, in my opinion. But he's 31. I, I You don't want to be paying 31-year-olds who come off, you know, an 80-something point season eight nine million dollars a year no 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 mm. um okay gracious john m says here um grump everybody knows the islanders need 
to move Josh Bailey, and nobody wants him. So going to have to overpay big time to move him. I think if you move him to the right team, you can get something for him. I don't think you'll have to give up assets to get rid of him. Mm. Again, there are teams, Arizona, Ottawa, who need to get to the salary cap floor. Josh, Josh Bailey would bring leadership to Arizona. He's a solid citizen, uh, upstanding guy. And, you know, they only have to pay $3 million cash. I know that makes the NHL, who runs the Arizona Coyotes, very happy. Happy, But he counts $5 million towards the cap. That's something that I think would be very appealing to Arizona. Hmm. Um, I forgot, Grumpy. Do you remember the the message I had sent you, one of those items we were going to talk about today before we got to the comments, but I totally forgot? The one about the... Uh, movie. The movie, Yes. What about, um, what about? I didn't know if you still had that email up. I didn't know if you want to talk about it. Remember, they're talking about God. Now you're asking me to do your job. Holy, Holy shit, shit! I was exactly. expecting you to come. I was expecting you to come here, ready to go, Grumpy. You're the one who puts these things out here. Every time I send you something, you just disregard it. And now you're trying to tell me that something you sent me, I don't even know where it came from. Barbara, I can't remember her last name. But thank you here for sending us. We're going to keep the person who was mentioning this anonymous grumpy. Do you remember Barbara? And I'll pull up here the picture right there. They're coming out with a movie grump. Um, okay, you got the picture. There it is. Who the hell was it who worked with Clark Gillies as a skating coach? No, it was, with- it was Laura Stam who worked with um, Bobby Nystrom. But this lady was the first female skating coach in the NHL. And she's still doing it, actually, um, on Long Island. And she teaches. She's old school. So, I mean, maybe she could teach me to be a better skater. Um, you know, tough love. Uh, but she was the first female uh, skating coach in the NHL. And you never even hear about her. So it's nice seeing she's going to get a little Barbara recognition. Williams. Barbara Williams is her name. And then they're going to come, they're coming out with a movie on her. And I'm sure they're going to, she's going to talk about, you know, how she broke in the league. I'm sure she's going to speak about the Islanders. Hopefully, all, you know, all good things about the Islanders and about the organization and about the players that she'd work with, specifically their Gillies and everything. Okay. I'm going to tell you what, if you're seeing Islanders logo on like the movie poster, I guarantee you that they worked in conjunction with, she worked in conjunction with the Islanders or the, film company worked in conjunction with the Islanders. Otherwise, they would not let you use the logo. If she was going to come out and say the Islanders are shit, you think the Islanders are going to let her use the logo? No, not going to happen. Probably not. Definitely not. That's not the way that stuff works. I mean, I'll be interested in seeing the movie. Um, as everyone knows on this podcast, knows I love movies, so I'll be willing to devote uh, an hour and a half, hour 40 minutes uh, to watching that movie. By the way, TJ, you know I'm going to see Minions tonight. Huh. I was a new honest. Minions movie. Anyway, I'm trying to pull up there. I'm trying to see when the release date is of this movie. It would be nice if we knew this. I'm going to bet that it's probably an indie film. So, you know, it's not going to be playing everywhere. So it's just something that you'll have to look out for. I don't know if it's even so on, if you're on Long Island. Go check out your local local movie theaters or local showings there. Oh, Okay. That's not the way it works. You're going to have to actually go uh, check out your local Titus. I mean, is that the name of the movie? The first female skating coach in the NHL? Uh, 
I believe so. Give me a second. I want to make because sure. If if you know the name of the movie, you can look up about possible release dates. Now, if that's Is not that the name, what I'm able to do, Grumpy. If I know the name of the fucking movie, I can look up the release dates. Let's pretend like I was hoping you would have a little bit more of it because I told you, please read up on this item. I was hoping you would carry this section a little bit more, Grumpy. This is back in your freaking prime and heyday. I was expecting okay. a little bit more from you on this one. To okay. be quite honest, this movie hasn't even been released yet. How the hell can you say that was back in my heyday? The movie hasn't even been released. The Islanders back in that time period. I was hoping you could speak about how terrific the Islanders skating had improved under Barbara Williams or something of that nature. I never even hoping for. I never even heard of Barbara Williams till you sent me this. I'd heard of Laura Stam because I know she worked with Bobby Nystrom. I didn't realize that, uh, you know, Barbara Williams was uh, the first skating coach in the NHL. I did not know that. Maybe the movie's already out. God damn it, Crumpy. Maybe it's already been in and out of the theaters. Who knows? Well, let's listen to this here. Of superior ice rank in Kings Park. She is nationally recognized for her intense training methods. She taught me basically everything I know. She's a great coach. I've been doing it for a while now. She's really helped me with my game. She's always telling us how important it is to stay away from drugs and say our prayers at night. I know she's going to help me. Okay, gotcha. I don't know. I'm trying to find this grumpy to see if I can get a little bit more on it. Oh, man, oh, man. Okay. Um, sorry. I'm not going to be able to pull up where it is. But, uh, you know, hey, if you're able to find that movie, I think it's, I don't know, where the hell's the movie, Grumpy? It's called Positive Power. Is that the name? No, her book is Positive Power. Um, I don't know, Grumpy. I don't know. Let's change topics. Go on to something else, Grumpy. I'll try to pull this up here. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, we can go on to other things. I wanted uh, to mention it just because we had it up there, and I wanted to mention it there today. Uh, Grumpy, I'll let you read that. I'm going to try to do some research, okay? Once we keep Bailey, imagine the hey, Josh Bailey, ooh-ah chants that will be going on. Personally, I like those, though, because the fans are letting him know to shoot the damn puck. Well, they might be letting him know, but he ain't hearing him. Maybe he's tone deaf. Maybe he's just regular deaf, but I'm sure he's heard those derisive chants. Maybe he thinks that they're positive chants for him. I'm going to say they're not. I know when people on this podcast say those things to him, they're not positive. Josh is 10 games away, supposedly, of playing in 1,000 games for the Islanders. That's enough to get your... Name in the ra- on the rafters, I guess, but not for good team. Mm. Thomas W. Box says, I agree with TJ on this one. I don't want Josh Anderson either. I don't see much of a chance signing a top-tier free agent. Perhaps a second tier would sign with them. Maybe, maybe a second tier. Mm. No top-tier free agent has ever signed with the Islanders. Every year we say the same thing. Oh, the Islanders are on this guy. The Islanders are on this guy. And you know who the Islanders get? Absolutely no one. Mm. That's just the way it goes. Absolutely, Grump. Absolutely. Um, so I'm just clearing out here. Um, got a comment here from Christopher C. He said, Grumpy, do you think the Avalanche victory we can adopt their system and build this year? Like to hear your analysis. Every detail, Grump. No, we cannot because our team as is constructed totally different from Colorado. Colorado was loaded with high skilled talent players and they can all skate every one of them look at their back end 
Look at Taves. Taves is a, a plus skater. McCarr is like a plus, plus, plus skater. I mean, Byram is a plus skater. On the front end, uh, McKinnon's one of the best skaters in the league. One of the worst skaters is Landeskog. But you know what? You don't notice him because he's on the line with Ranton and McKinnon. So even though his lack of foot speed compared to the other players, uh, he doesn't get exposed out there. I mean, Nishukin, 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 Burakowski, Kadri. Those guys can all skate, all of them. That's the one thing that we struggle with. We're, we're an old, slow team. That's why we can't adapt their system. Not this year. That's why I'm advocating that we kind of do a gradual shift to that style. Maybe trading for a Nylander. Maybe trading for a Chikrin. You're not going to get there overnight. Just not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a number of seasons. Cannot trade away draft picks either. And you just have to focus on skating. Most important thing, skating and skill and talent. I'm not, I've never drafted a guy who's, oh, you know what? He's going to be a good guy. He's a good fourth-wing grind, grinder. Those are a dime a dozen. You don't need to be drafting grinders. In the later rounds, you look at a kid. Does he have something? Oh, look him. He's a tremendous skater. I'm taking a flyer on a guy, kid like that. Oh, man, he's got great hockey sense and vision. He's a, he's a plus skater. He needs to work on his shot. I'll give a guy like that a shot. I'm not drafting a guy who's a fourth round, who's like a fourth liner, who's just a grinder, though. Got a lot of comments to jump through, Grumpy. Okay, okay. You told me you were looking for some, so I'm I, trying I've, to. I've you. given up on that quest. I'm sorry, Barbara Williams. Could not pay you homage enough because it's tough to find your damn movie. I couldn't even find a title of it. I'm reading articles and going on your site. I see your books, but not your movie. Maybe the movie hasn't had a name yet. Dub to it. I don't know. If somebody else is able to do it, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm illiterate. You see me read these comments, so maybe it has something also I can't search on the internet. I'm like, you know, like they do those games where people will try to see if you're on Wikipedia, how can you get to something the quickest? I must have been very poor on that. Coach Tommy B said, Scott Mayfield is working on extension with the Islanders. Ooh, <sighs> I hope not. I, I, at he's some point. Overpaid. They're going to, he does. Okay, here's the thing. If he wants his fair market value, he will be overpaid. And we shouldn't pay him that much. If he gives his hometown discount, Scott Mayfield will buy a beer the rest of your life because man, oh man, he's not earned. He's earned pennies for what he's contributed to this team. Okay, but what's a what's a hometown discount for him? I think three million or less is a home or three million, three and a half is a hometown discount. I think gonna, on the open market, he can make five million dollars a year. Okay, he's going to be thirty-one when his uh, when next season starts. Look how much freaking Ryan Suter. No, no. What I'm saying is. Do you once again want to get how many years is he going to want? He's not going to want a three year deal, five or six year deal. Why, why do you want to pay a 31 year old defenseman, give him five or six years? He's a bottom pairing defenseman for this team. Those are guys you let walk. I love Scott Baby. Five year deal, $3 million or three and a half million. I jump all over that. Uh, okay. But he's so five we, years? Five years? Correct. Ay, ay, ay. He's not that good a skater. Three, three and a half million a year. He's played top four. We know the guy can play a top four role if we need to temporarily. Okay, but the guy's what, a freaking stud back there as a bottom six guy. Okay, but what could he get you at the trade deadline? Again, it's the same thing I'm saying. You got to stop resigning your guys who are in their 30s. You got to move on. If you could move him for a first, if you can move him for a first and a second round draft pick at the trade deadline, you do it. You got to refresh the roster. You cannot keep on overpaying veterans on this team. Just we haven't won anything. It's not like we're Tampa. 
We're not Tampa Bay where we pay guys and, you know, we're sacrificing the future. They've won cups. We haven't. We haven't even won a conference. We've never even won a division. I got you. Um, Frank K says, hello from Florida. What's up, Frank? Um, Tommy B says here, um, Trotz was behind the Taves trade. You want him making those decisions? Remember, we were the first fucking people to opine it. The very first. Hypothetical. Oh, remember, I came out with the jilted lover item. Maybe it was a jilted lover. I remember Day I of. mentioned that on the show. Day of. Day of. Day of that happened. Maybe that was the reason why. And now it's maybe been, we spoke truth to power. Um, Ariel C says here, glad we didn't go after Fiala. Too expensive. Wouldn't want to give the 13th overall pick from for one good season. Yeah. It wasn't even one good season. It was two good months. Okay. Mario says here, um, back when the one trick pony was canned, I said that I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get hired right away as uh, some of the idolaters um, here seem, oh, idolat, idolat, oh, idolatators. I don't know. I'm sure it's like idols, but idolatators. I'm sorry, Mario. My vocabulary is not good enough to pronounce that. Idolaters. Word. Idolaters. I've never heard that one before, but I know what it means. Um, or seem to believed. Mm. If I think if he just wanted to coach, he'd have a job. He didn't want to. He wanted to be GM as well. And no team was willing to offer him that. Would you? I wouldn't. What's his rep around the league? Won't play young guys. Doesn't develop young guys. Is that what any coach, is that what any ownership wants? No. Okay, I'll let you read that one. Helen Yeller says, is Josh Bailey a Hall of Fame player as of now? No. Absolutely not. He's not even an Islanders Hall of Fame player. He's not even a Ottawa Generals Hall of Fame player. Shea says here, um, if Trotz was a general manager for a team, then we know where we could drop all of our old overpaid, old overpaid veterans. I would, I'd love to see him get a job somewhere else. Hey, Anders Lee, you want to go there? No problem. Barry, yeah, what are you going to do? Old days. Go ahead, Anders. Josh Bailey, you want to go back with, with Barry Trotz? Yeah, Josh. Josh Nelson, two number ones? No problem. Now, did you hear that Dan Bilesma got a job with uh, Seattle's AHL organization? He's going to be running their whole operation there. Let me ask you this. How the hell is a guy like Dan Bilesma? What's up with the fall from freaking grace with this go Dan? I won two fucking cups. Don't know. Maybe the fact that he had Sidney Crosby and uh, Malkin and Latang on that team, maybe and Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe that kind of helped. Okay. John Cooper's won two cups with five first battle hall of famers. If John Cooper, let's say hypothetically, were to be fired, do you think John Cooper is going to be without a job for years and he's going to be at the AHL level when he reemerges? I don't think so. Bilesma also went to Buffalo and flamed out there too. Okay. Everybody flames out in Buffalo. It's like when you, it used to be like back in the day when you would go coach for the freaking Oakland Raiders. Sorry, James F. If you're listening, but back when the real, the really bad days after the rich Gannon days, it got really dark. It's like if your career, if you went to the Oakland Raiders, like the Jamar, it doesn't matter who you put there. You weren't going to be successful. Okay. Well, I'm it's just like the Jacksonville freaking Jags. doesn't matter what coach, what players you put there. They could screw anything up. That's what it's like. Grumpy. Well, I'm just saying. And you're just like Cincinnati Bengals before Joe Burrow got there. doesn't matter who you put there. For one example, you could put one coach there for 20 years and get the same result, which was nothing. Well, but that was Melvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis, whatever. Melvin Lewis. 
<laughs> Melvin in the blue notes. Marvin Lewis was there. Like I said, he was so bad, I can't even remember his first name. He was there 14 years, never won a playoff game. 14 I like, years. I like Melvin Lewis better instead of Marvin. Melvin. He's like, he's like the Barry, he's like the Jack Capilano of the NFL. He was there 14 <laughs> he's years, job. never won a playoff game. I, I don't know how you keep your job. Oh, man. Decott says here, Lou has a history of scapegoating his coaches and never takes responsibility. Major scumbag. His name is Major Scumbag. It's private. It's Major Scumbag to you. Canton, uh, Captain Cantwin was his coach, but he's Major Scumbag. Mm -mm. Um, Got here a comment from Ariel C. Also saying here, I would rather have a rather a solid left-handed defenseman and Johnny Hockey. Johnny Goudreau, grumpy. Preaching to the choir. I just don't see it, it happening. I mean, I think we will get a left-handed defenseman. I do believe that. Brian J. says it's going to be a basement top five pick this season. I, I disagree. I don't think we'll be that big. I don't think so either. I, th no. I think we have a real shot to qualify for playoffs next year. I do. Vinny L. says Lame Orillo uh, will make Lame his Oreo. usual BS. Was that? Lamorio. Oh, <laughs> again, I can't read. So they're probably the Barbara Williams movies out, but I just couldn't find it, or I wasn't, I, I couldn't read well enough to find it. Uh, Lamorio <laughs> will make his usual BS lateral move uh, for an over thirty-four-year-old player. He should have that should have been gone tomorrow. Two-time general manager of the year. Oh, my ass! What a joke. They should just name it the Lamarillo Award for GM of the year. They want to give him the award every damn year he's there. They couldn't give it. I don't know how the hell he won either year, honestly. He should have been given it well before the season started. Don't you remember, Grumpy? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving along. Frank says here, you think we can get Johnny Hockey? Realistically, no. Grumpy. No. No. I'd love to see him on our team. I don't see it happening, though. Is that the type of move we make? No. no. Absolutely not. Um, Brian J says here, it's going to be a long season. Seats are going to be empty. I always wonder about that. How well, long the seats be? It's I no longer the first year. I spoke with the Ranger fan this weekend uh, who went to uh, UBS Arena. And I asked because I'm like, you know, we always seem to think that there's a lot of fans disguised as empty seats. And I asked this person, I said, were there, you know, a lot of empty seats is like there are a whole lot of empty seats. She, and, in all fairness, would you say you said last time on the show you had said that, um, God almighty, you said that she said it was after the losing streak or after the 11 game losing streak when they returned home or something like that. So we were at a low point in the season. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. She'd been to a few games and there were a lot of fans disguised as empty seats. I mean, like I said, it was noticeable to us just watching on TV is like, where is everybody? Not everybody's out, you know, ordering, you know, hot dogs for twice the price of a ticket. No. Mm. Got a comment here from John M saying, Grumpy, if Fiala's the piss ant, the shoe skin is the piece of shit. No, no, no. Um, when when I was with the stars, uh, he was drafted. Watched several issues um with the stars. It grew up a bit. But with the money, he's gonna he, he's gonna have to get out of his own freaking way. Well, here's what I'll say about him: he does seem to have grown up. That was the issue when he was with Dallas. That's why he left for a year. So went to, no, it was was it two years? I thought he went to the KHL. 
Okay. He left because he was very immature. It seems like he's grown up in Colorado. I mean, you know, you're not this, at least I'm not the same person I was when I was 20 years old. And, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. All I know is he's got talent. Now, here's the thing. They're going to investigate that. If they even, if that's even an option. Here's the thing, John. We're not going to get him. We're not going to go after anybody. We got Josh Bailey on the team. We don't need anything else. Got Simon, mm-hmm. Holmes, got Simon Holmstrom in the mm-hmm. minors. Got Chris Terry, 33 years old in the minors. Goal hanger. He'll probably be a starter for us too. Mm-hmm. Got a comment here. Joe F saying it's the 50th anniversary of the Islanders. So you seriously think the owners want to ship product on the ice? They believe whatever Lou tells them. If Lou tells them, nope. Barry was the problem with this team. We're going to be so much better this year. They'll believe him. And that's not going to matter. It's how the team performs on the ice. I want to share this with you here. This is William DeFore in the post-game interview after winning the Memorial Cup. Grumpy old man. Give me one second. There might have been some questions about how good your team really was. What would you say to people who had those questions now? I mean, we worked so hard in the last months, and today we just earned what we, 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 we did the last couple of months. So it's just crazy. Thanks to all the fan airs. I want to stop that. Remember how we talk about sometimes players look like a boy and players look like a man? Hey, to be the bearer of bad news, William DeFore looks like he's a man. It's not like he's got a lot of more development to go, I don't think, physically. I don't know. I like the interview, honestly. He's getting a little emotional talking. About you know, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. I just met, I just looked at his face and I said, okay, he's not like, you know, with no adoption, right? He couldn't grow a beard. He looked like, oh, he got little scruffles on there. And you, you could just tell he was a boy. Physically was a boy. Still had a lot of growing into his body to do. That's not the feeling I get with him. That's all I'm saying. But I'm sorry. We'll start this over from scratch. I just want to say, because as soon as I saw it, I, I wanted to mention. He's a big kid. Though. now i mean we worked so hard in the last months and today we just earned what we we, we, we did the last couple of months so it's just crazy thanks to all the fan airs unbelievable you see they are still there just doing for us so it's just amazing what was the moment like when you realized that you were really going to win the memorial cup i mean it's just unbelievable we had a great season this year and we earned everything so we didn't have the, the playoff that we wanted so we just worked so hard the last month so it's just amazing I spoke to your mom before the game. Do you think she's more excited than you are right now? I mean, she's there since day one. Since I'm born, she's there. She followed me everywhere. And like, she's probably still there somewhere. I have no clue, but she's there also somewhere. It's just amazing that she's following me everywhere. So I love you, mom. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Good for him. Seems like a fine young man. Was, yeah. he, with, was he with that team the whole year? Yes. Why doesn't he have a letter on his shirt? As a 20 the assistant captain. I didn't see a letter on the shirt. I didn't see an, an A or a C. Maybe I think I, he was new. I think this year is his first year with the St. John Sea Dogs. Okay. Like I said, I don't know. I'm just saying I didn't see a letter on his shirt. I don't see a letter on his shirt. I, I'm just saying as a 20-year-old. Okay. He, he was brand new to the team. Okay. I, I'm just saying. That's all. Anyway. Okay. 
Nice interview. I was looking for a little bit more. Uh, I, again, I think he looks a little older there in the face. He doesn't look like a boy where like I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, he's got a lot of physical maturity still left to go. I didn't get that look from the face, but hey, man, I hope he's able to continue to improve his skating, right? Even if he's an average skater at the NHL, that's a guy who can produce and can contribute. Yeah. Okay. Simple as that. Um, Eve L says here, does Carolina need a guy like Anders Lee? So they took Patrick Marlowe. Maybe. Maybe they no. do. No. He's I heard Andrews Lee's in hot, 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 hot to man, Grumpy. Peacut says, between Phil and BD Galoff, um, listening to their podcast, Cured Insomnia for several million adults. I, first of all, I don't think that many people listen to their podcast. <laughs> well, they went to listen to it just because they would cure the insomnia, Grump. Oh, okay. Maybe they should put an ad on there. You don't need you know, melatonin. You don't need no dose. You just need a dose of Phil. You know how you know some people listen to like the, the waves crashing in on the ocean. Some people just listen yes. to Phil and BD Gallif. Yeah. Okay. Rob G says here, um, what do you think about Sorokin? Will he be top goalie in the league? I think he has a shot for it. He's going to be one of the top five goalies in the league. I mean, I think he's borderline one of the top five goalies in the league now. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Brian J says a worst prospect pool in the NHL. Talking about New York Islanders. Um, Picot said we're moving to Quebec City after the 2030-2031 season. Read my op-ed in Isles Misery Rated R explaining why it's happening. TJ, you'll have to read that to me. I'll have to read that for you. Or you know, I don't have any social media presence. Grumpy, it's online, just on the internet. It's not social media, Grumpy. It's on the internet. Okay. Nick D says here, Grumpy. Something different on AEW. They have uh, anything goes double ring cage match. The blood and carnage is unreal. Well, I'm glad they're finally starting to show some blood on TV again. WWE is unwatchable. Mm. Unwatchable. Mm. Um, John A says here, uh, what about going after Pierre-Luc Dubois? He's already told the Jets he's going to explore free agency. and He's a great player. But he's not a free agent for a while, is he? I mean, I don't know when he's a free I'll agent. His, I'll pull up his contract. Okay. Because, I mean, uh, yeah, he's got talent. He's a center. But I could definitely see where, you know, perhaps they want to. Uh, I, I, I mean, he's young. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's young. He's a kid. He's a restricted free agent. Restricted. Okay. So he's not going anywhere. He might say he, he can't explore free agency. There is no free agency for him. He's restricted. Unless he says, I'm going to just do one year deal and then leave. He's 24 years old. Well, does he have one or two? We well, can do a two year deal as a restricted free agent. Three. You got to be 27. Oh, no, you don't, you don't have to be 27 before you're an unrestricted free agent. No way. How many, how many years you play, too? I, I'm, what's, what's, the, what's the equation? Where, where's Phil's facts when we need him, damn it? He would know exactly when he would be an unrestricted free agent. He's putting millions of people to sleep right now. Stop, 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 stop. I love you, Phil. Um, Coach Tommy B says here, Rangers are in talks with Winnipeg for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Kako is centering around this trade talks. Like I said, that's what happened. a lot of gap issues. I'm not sure they're going to be able to fit them, but maybe they're going to have to give away a guy like, I don't know, Kreider. I don't know. Why no. would we give up Kreider? It's good 50 goals. You're going to give up Kreider? You had over 50 goals last year. You're saying, let's year. just get rid of 50 goal scores? Why, they, those, those guys grow on trees, do they? Holy shit. Kreider. They don't need to re-sign Strom. There you go. 
there's there's they have okay they're gonna be pressed up against the cap they're gonna have to get rid of some cap in order to make sure it works you gotta be creative uh ariel c because here's the thing they also need to address defense they're gonna have to bring in a defenseman grump that's that's a big need for them too right they can't just say we're not addressing the hole on defense they're a team that's not afraid to move off guys on the roster they don't think just because they draft a guy yeah guys like chris Kreider. they need don't need to keep a guy on the team for 40 years like the Islanders do Mm. ariel c says here how much do we sign Noah Dobson for? Tom V says maybe three years, 10.5 million. I don't know. What a mistake that would be. I think we should sign him long-term, right? If we can make it work, this is the only silver lining. Let's assume we don't make any big splashes. We have cap space available. Make sure you give him as long of a deal as possible. I, I would all, I would be down for an eight year contract. I really would. Eight years, yeah. six and a half million. People looked at me crazy when I said that mm, a four or five months ago. And now they're like, well, I'm not sure we'd be able to get him that cheap. Or maybe that would be a good idea. More people are coming around to it. He's fantastic. Sign him for as long as we can and go ahead and overpay him now. Do the William Nylander treatment on him now because when he's in the prime of his career, you're going to be saying, holy shit, we are so lucky that we have him on such an affordable contract. But that's what you do, right? You buy out free agency years. That's what you do. Sign it to an eight-year deal. Restricted free agency years, correct? No, UFA years by giving them more. Restricted free agency years, and that's how you can get them at a lower price. That's what you're talking about, right? Get them at a lower price by buying out UFA years when they're only eligible to be restricted free agents and don't have that drawing power. So you can buy out free agency years by giving them more money than they could make now as restricted free agents. You've never understood the process. You're buying out years. You're buying out years when they're restricted free agents and overpaying them for years when they're restricted free agents. So you get years when they're an unrestricted free agent at a cheaper price. You're buying out You're years. You're buying out UFA years, not RFA years, UFA years. Oh. I'm going to kill you. Jason C said, I agree with Grumpy. Holmstrom does suck. And I'm being nice when I say that, honestly. Oh, he man. Blows. He blows out loud. That guy sucks. I don't know what they saw in him, but whatever it was, I know he plays a hell of a banjo. Little albino. Mm-mm-mm. He blows. Got a comment here from Errol C saying here, if Calgary doesn't sign Johnny, um, I can only see us and the Devils really having a chance. He wants to come back east. And not many people like Tortorella. Um, so who would want to play for Philly? Yikes. Um, guys who want to make money. I mean, supposedly the Devils. Uh, the Calgary's wants him to get him resigned. That's like priority one, two, and three for them. Gotcha. Um, Alexander says here, hey, Landry. Um, hey, Landry said he had witnessed his head coach in Miami, Adam Gase, threaten to punish players by trading them to the Browns who went and combined one and 31 in 2016 and 17 seasons. That's what Belichick did to uh, um, Collins trade him yeah. to the Browns. He started freelancing. He's like, you want to freelance in my defense trading you to the Browns freedom fun adventure says sign a Forsberg or Johnny Goudreau, perhaps in a shoe skin um, or cop. If the budget allows, Cop Grumpy, who's that? Cop for the Rangers, Andrew Cop. I like Andrew Cop. I think actually, if you got, if you had a uh, 
a Johnny Gaudreau on the first line. You put sign Cop. He does all the dirty work. Put him on that other wing. That's a good first line. Another one of these it guys. Doesn't matter. We're not going to do that either. Cop Cop is an Islander type player, though, without a doubt. Okay. Um, trade for right winger Tanner uh, Janet uh, from Nashville. Young, uh, lots of hits, fights, and twenty four goals. Bailey, um, and he only had you know nineteen hits. Bailey, fucking Bailey. The Islanders ninety one says the NHL fined the Islanders. Um, but it was Dan Bilesma who could not control his bench. Never forget the way that they let Gerard or uh, was it Goddard um, come off the bench and his gang gang up on Haley um, when he was uh, fighting Brent Johnson. Maybe he didn't want to control the bench. Mm. Mm. Maybe, maybe not, Grumpy. Uh, Al's anyone also says, um, should we consider bringing Jack Kamapawana back in some role or another? No. Been there, done that. No. Gotcha. Um, is TJ drunk? Drew Elvis saying, TJ, your dyslexia is kicking in, except, no, I just can't read. So, Jason, I'm illiterate is what it must be. Um, Brian or David, or, uh, David Decut says here, um, uh, when you pat yourself on the back for getting props on the handshake line from the other team that just beat you and your expectations aren't too high. That's brutal. Um, I don't know if anyone says, should Pierre Turgeon be in the Hall of Fame, Grumpy? I tell you what, he had some really good years. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, though. He's in the Hall of Very Good for certain. Mm. I like Pierre Turgeon. Longo and the Steens both made the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, it's nice they all went in together, right? They had that magical run in the, you know, 2000 to 2000. They're a really good team. 12s. Yeah, they were really good. Should have won a cup in 2011. Injuries to the defense did them in. That's That ended it. They were better than Boston. They were. Too many injuries. My production says, Grumpy old man must be going through a lot right now. Sorry about not getting Kevin Fiala, Grumpy. I'm glad we didn't get him. So happy. Mm. Did not want the piss ant. No piss ant. You watch him light it up at the Canes now. But he wouldn't have done that here. Um, Grumpy, let you read that comment there. Milbury, Garther, Lou. Who has made the better draft picks for the Islanders? Uh, Lamarillo is last. Dead freaking last. Matter of fact, the Lou horse broke down right out of the gate. Zero. Nothing with his draft picks. Garth would be second worst. Milbury got the best out of his draft. He, he got the best players. When he drafted. Mm. Yeah. And guess what? None of them won. Oh, you said Gar Snow was the best, right? No, I said Milberry was better. What? Milberry had better draft picks than Garth Snow and Lou Lamarillo. I don't know about that, man. Really? He had Chara. He had Spezza. Okay, okay. Those are all top three picks, top five picks. What? what, 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 what? It doesn't matter where they're picking. You said who got the better draft picks? <laughs> what was that, Chrome? Who had the better draft picks? Shit, man. Garsno did a lot. Garsno Sorokin is a Garsno guy. Devon Taves, top ten defenseman in the NHL per Ray Whitney. He's he's another Garsno guy. 
Brock Nelson, fantastic two-way center. He's a Garth Snow guy. Matt Barzal is a Garth Snow guy. Josh Bailey is a Garth Snow guy. Whoop, whoop. Josh Bailey. Okay. Come. okay. So Dan Ochara, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer from Millbury. Roberto Luongo, Hall of Famer from Millbury. Okay. Um, Jason Spezza, Hall of Very Good for Millbury. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Millbury had a lot. His thing. They couldn't develop any of the talent, but that doesn't mean that they didn't draft well. Maybe because they hated. They were like, maybe. You know how sometimes you have these stories where a coach is such an asshole and general manager, just you hate your life so much that as soon as you get out of there, you just succeed and thrive because you want to prove them wrong. Maybe Millbury had that effect on players. Maybe. He was awful nice when I met him. He was a nice guy. I don't know if anyone says, um, ooh, how much say will Brent Thompson have in who gets drafted? Zero? zero? Less than zero. Frank C. says here, um, with the Islanders coaching change, uh, so who do you guys think DeFore, do you think DeFore will be given a chance? He's not ready. No, nowhere close to ready no. enough. No. Hmm. Maybe Grumpy, let you read that. Bailey for Anderson straight up, I'll do that. Yeah, I do that. Straight up, I do that. But why would Montreal do that? I mean, maybe they want some leadership in the room. I mean, they lost Shea Weber. You know, maybe that, you know, uh, like I said, I'd be willing to do that. You're taking on more years of contract, but Anderson's a better player than Bailey. Um, And then Frank C. said here, Barbara Williams was also the skating coach at St. John's ice hockey team. Very good. Learn new things every day. Thanks, Frank C. Uh, Alexander says William DeFore was just named the Memorial Cup MVP, Grumpy. Yeah, he put up great numbers. I think he was like one goal away from setting the record for goals in the Memorial Cup. Mm, Won't you read that? Continue, Grumpy. I think this team should just unwrite the wrongs Barry did. Bring back Goloshev. Give him his much-deserved chance. Bring back Hosang, et cetera, for depth. Well, that's not happening. Goloshev said, screw you. I'm going back to Russia, to Mother Russia. Mm-hmm. And Hosang's not even with the team anymore. So I, mean, I don't think Hosang is Hosang even playing the A anywhere. I don't know. Probably maybe he's with the Marley still. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it just wasn't good enough. Had the issues, stunted development, growth, and he just wasn't good enough. A mixture of both don't help. Very skilled player, just couldn't put it all together. Um, Alexander says here, Grump. Um if we were in the first, if we're in first place at the deadline, then you don't move Mayfield and you trade a first for a top-notch guy. Is that correct, Rumpy? Okay. I'm not trading any more first-round picks. No freaking way. First place, you're not trading away first-round okay. picks? Okay. For this exercise, do you really think we're going to be in first place next year? It's an exercise, Grumpy. We're not going to be in first, so it's not happening. But no, if you're if you're like ten points in a playoff spot, I'll go that far. If you're ten points in a playoff spot, you don't trade Mayfield. You're not a seller at the deadline. But if you're ten points out, you're absolutely a seller. Mm. I'm not trading first round picks. I'm just not. I'm not trading first round picks. Time B says here, Johnny Gaudreau to the Devils is probably the landing spot. I was about to say the Devils are a team I think going forward I can really develop. Do they have the right coach? Go ahead, Grumpy. I don't know. I'm just I just see them as just being a bunch of parts all just thrown in a bag. No rhyme or reason to what the hell they do. Nothing fits together. Just a bunch of 
just I don't know. I could be wrong. I see. I I think Pittsburgh is a dark horse for him. Gungun says, Grump, who'd you find more attractive um, when you were younger and still unsure of your sexuality? A mustache wearing Bob Nystrom or a curly afro sporting Ron Dugay? Ron Dugay always looked like a bitch. So Ron oh. Dugay? Who'd you like, Grumpy? No, Ron Dugay always looked like a bitch. Bobby Nystrom looked like a man. And here's the thing. I've always been sure of my sexuality. Sorry. I know I'm not supposed to speak in the mouthful, but this the four is. kid, this the four kid will be working in Target in four years. I don't know if they have targets up in Canada. Maybe he'll be working for Tim Hortons. <laughs> Tim Ward says TJ is a total moron. I agree. Willing to bet he's never seen DeFord play. I'm going to say that's probably correct too. Here's the thing: I've seen him play, and he does not skate well. That's he's an average right. skater. He's an average skater in juniors, brother. He's an average skater in juniors. The level of skating increases at the AHL and it increases even more to the NHL level. He is a long way away. A long way away. Come on, Tim. Wow, TJ sticking up for himself. That's unusual. This is the reason why, like, we look at when Islander fans overrate. I've been guilty of this a hundred times where we overrate our own prospects. We are unwilling to look at the glaring sometimes sometimes it's not a glaring issue sometimes it's like a little wart not a big one this is like a freaking monumental cyst it's impossible not to notice that he's not a good skater can i just say something in uh noah dobson's draft year uh he played and they won the memorial cup but the best player on that team was durando and he was an overage player and he was lights out the best player for them. Um, he and Bill Bow, they were both really good. And you know where Durando is now? In the he's ECHL, bouncing between ECHL and the AHL. He's with he's with the Islanders farm team. And he's not going to get a shot because that's what happens with overage players. They shine because they're older. It helps. By the way, Durando that year. The numbers were nowhere near as good as DeForest, right? We're not going to lie. 68 games played, had 73 points. And in 23 games played in the playoffs, had 20 points. He was he was a point-of-game guy. He was one of the better players on the team that won the Memorial Cup. What about Bill Bow? Was he in there, too? Who? Bill Bill Bow, I think his name was. B-I-L-B-O-A? Maybe not. But you were hot on Lavoie in that play. I like Rafael Lavoie. Now, he was older, too. He was like a 19-year-old when he got drafted. I don't think he's done anything in the NHL yet. He hasn't been in the AHL. He's in the AHL, in the AHL for the, the Edmonton Oilers. 56 games played, 26 points. But see, that's what I mean. And he was he older. Could he could skate, though, too. But he was older. That's correct. But I'm just trying to say, when you're older, playing against the younger kids, it's an advantage. You're more physically developed. That's why they shine. Oliver Giroux. He had eighty um, points for them last year. He had eighty points in that same year in sixty-five games in the same in the game. And the, the leader was Samuel Asseline. Asseline, yeah. I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Rafael Lavoy in the freaking playoffs in twenty-three games had the thirty-two points. He led the team in playoff points, and then uh, Arnold Durando was second on the team in playoff points. Okay. Yeah. So, so and that, like I said, and they were older prospects. 
And, you know, when you're older like that, that's what happens. You're playing against younger players. And, you know, it's like a, a big fish in a little pond, unfortunately, for most of them. I'm like sorry. Said, they did not win. They did not win the Memorial Cup yet the year. That's when the Arcadia Bathurst Titans won, didn't they? And they played Halifax, played Arcadia in the finals. And no, no adoptions team won. That's correct. Okay, he was on the Arcadia Bathurst Titans, if yeah. I recall. Yeah, because it was like the first time they'd won in so many years, or whatever it was. Who knows? Michael D says here, "What's up, fellas? Who can we get from Chicago?" I don't think we're going to have enough to trade for anybody for Chicago. If Chicago's moving their couple of big pieces, they're going to want a King's ransom. Brenda Cat, uh, DeBrinket is a 40 goal scorer. They don't grow on trees. Um, and he can actually skate. You know, he can move, not like that lumbering lummox that we have on our second line. Um, you know, Patrick Kane supposedly could potentially be available. Oh, you really want to trade for Patrick Kane? I don't, not at this stage of his career. Um, you know, one thing, one other thing about the four, you know, if they weren't hosting the tournament, they wouldn't even have made the tournament. Mm. I mean, that's the only reason they made the Memorial Cup because a team that hosts automatically gets in. Oh, my Spanish helps. Jason C says here, I hear women say that Grumpy is the ultimate sex symbol in hockey podcasts. They do say that. Thank you, Jason. Oh, what's me. going on over there, TJ? Bless you. Mike C says, Grumpy, you're drunk. Well, damn. I was drunk earlier. You're drunk. Anyway, Tommy B says here, Milbury did not draft Spezza. Chara and uh, the number two overall pick were traded for Yashin before the draft. Grumpy. Who turned it out to be Chara, and it was Spezza. Okay, so he didn't draft those. Okay, but he would have been drafted. He had this number two pick in the draft. I think it would have sent those shine. We don't know. Maybe he wouldn't have drafted Chara. He didn't actually draft Chara. He did draft Chara. Chara played for the Islanders. The draft. Chara, Chara played for the Islanders. He was drafted by Milbury. You're wrong. Okay, so he was not picked by Milbury. Then why the hell did you throw him out Chara there? Chara was. Chara was. Mm. Chara was a third-round pick for the Islanders. He was drafted by Milbury. Uh, yeah. Milbury traded him away. Milbury drafted him as well. Yes. You forget how long Milbury was there. How long was Milbury there for as a general manager? Ten years. Oof. Uh, D-Cut says, uh, <laughs> and three were named, Campoli, Gervais, and Martinek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rad um, Martinek. Oh, my God. show you how, <laughs> how bare that dope Pillsbury left the cupboards. The 2006-7 Islanders team that made the playoffs and Garth's first year had drafted four players on it. Yeah. Four drafted players on it. Yeah. And then uh, I want you to size says here, though Rick DiPietro was a poor number one overall pick, they could have got Danny Heatley. Um, or, and still had or, or Marion Gabrick. Yep. <clears throat> and yep. they did have the number five pick and they drafted Raf, uh, Rafi Torres. Yeah, Jesus. I want you to size says here, Milbury drafted fine, uh, but then traded them all away before they could make an impact. That, that was that was his thing. Trade them all. That's right. Bertuzzi, <laughs> excuse me, Eric Brewer, Brian McCabe. Like I said, he drafted well. Hold Better on. Than um, you think, hold on, you think that Eric, for Eric Brewer, for where he was drafted, he was not a great pick. Eric Brewer played 20 years in the NHL. Okay, okay, what was he? He was a top five pick, wasn't he? But he played 20 years in the NHL. That'd be like saying Eric Johnson's a good pick. 
He was a top five pick, and he played a piss ton of years. It doesn't mean you're a good selection. My God, Eric Brewer was a good defenseman. He was a good defenseman. I don't know what you're talking about. Todd Bertuzzi overall. Todd Bertuzzi was good for everywhere, but he Todd Bertuzzi was good. Brian McCabe, he was a good defenseman. I mean, Rafi Torres, eh, I don't know. He was not good. But his thing, Milbury had drafted better prospects. They didn't work out for the Islanders because of all the other issues they had, but he drafted better players. Juel says, uh, Felix Bibu, what's oh, your what's your thinking of him, Grumpy? It's Felix right. Bibu. Felix Bibo. Yeah, Felix Bibo. That's that was Bibu. Felix Bibo. Bibo. It's not Bibu. It's Bebo. He, he plays for us. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I didn't know that's who you were talking about. Yeah, he had a really good, he had a really good year that year. He was he was the guy who didn't actually get drafted. Yeah. And we went ahead and signed him there as an overager, I think. Yep. Felix um, Bebo. Yeah, Felix Bebo. And then Tommy B says here, Char, third round pick by Mike Milberry. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, we got a Hall of Fame caliber goalie, perhaps, and a guy like Ilya Sorokin, Grumpy. So that's from Garth Snow right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know how much you hate when I do that. Uh, Alice 91 says here, Barzi creates a lot of space. Uh, who is the best one-timer in the league? Forwards only. Imagine he could pass to one of those people. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. I feel like he's still probably got one of the best one-timers in the game for a forward in the left yeah, wing. It's got to be Ovechkin. Um, even at, age, at his age, Wade Flaherty said, What are you eating, TJ? I'm eating. I just want to say, TJ, let me ask you a question. What if I had been eating during the podcast? Motherfucker, I'm starving. It's you'd lose your, you'd lose, you going, 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 man. I was right. I'm like, I need to eat. You'd lose your mind. I need to eat. I had your mind. lunch. I had freaking eggs, I had eggs and a little bit of sausage. Not a lot, grumpy. I, I gotta eat. Did you listen to the radio when you were eating eggs and sausage at lunch? No. Quiet, Grumpy. In quiet. Christ. Um, is that a racer gaming chair you're sitting on, TJ? It's a secret lab chair. It's very nice. It's a very nice chair to sit on. Sounds like a secret squirrel chair. It's it's a good chair. Not an endorsement. Well, and I can pay for it, but I love the chair. It's a good chair. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. Millbury drafted Radic Martinick. Yeah. Two. He served a lot of years in the league for a late pick like that. Um, but Grump, man, we're here at the end of the show. What do you want to say before we wrap things up? Because this okay. Saturday, right, we're going to be talking about draft prospects, talking a lot about players. So bone up, Grumpy, here now. Bone up on the draft prospects. We're talking about that this Saturday. It'll be very in-depth on Wednesday. I'd like to say love and laughter everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to the show. Um, again, it's nice to come back and talk some Islanders hockey. First time in a while, it's just been all Islanders, and it's nice. I miss that stuff every once in a while. Um, that being said, thank you for tuning in. We'll be live again this Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to start having guests on the show again once the NHL draft is over. Um, that being said as well, um, we Make got sure the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show the tomorrow. Grumpy Old Man tomorrow. Yeah, check out TJ and the Grumpy Old Man tomorrow. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Can be found in the link in the description below or as a featured page on YouTube. Thank you for, for tuning in, and thank you again, Grumpy Old Man. My pleasure.